Hello, and welcome to Consumer Culture. I am your host, Adam, joined by my co-host, Jesse. Hello, Jesse. Hey, how's it going? Um, yeah, so this was an idea that I decided for us to just be like, hey, we're both at the moment just two of us and we're rapidly leaving our 20s at different paces and it's like we've got to start doing something. Wait, it's a really <laughs> roundabout way of calling me old. <laughs> Thank you. I, I was like, man, how did I say this? Because <laughs> I don't know how you feel, but I'm only, we're you know, mid-20s and I'm just already like, oh my god. We're rapidly leaving our 20s, some more rapidly than others. See, I, I was way more tactful than that and that's what... <laughs> That's the thought that counts. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah I'll, we are um, consumerism, internet and social media entertainment, and this is our consumer culture podcast. We are going to have a different big thing to talk over at length, and then at the end we will have a smaller news corner, quick um, drop corner of different uh, drop section of different things that um, we've also been considering and thinking of that doesn't exactly tie in with the bigger yeah just stuff bigger. we've been vibing on lately stuff we've been enjoying yeah, yeah. and want to share with other people yeah today the bigger half of the podcast we thought we'd start with I would say is I guess the most obvious choice but also the easiest to lean into and that would be um, our favorite or top whatever you want to call it movies of the, the first half of 2018 about. like not necessarily yes. the ones we enjoy the most but like the ones we have something to say about that yeah say more than others because there's a few you know i've seen that you haven't you've seen that i haven't yeah. that we might love more but what we've both seen that we could probably talk a good solid 10 or so minutes or less on yeah. in each chunk so we've got six for you today um We'll leave a list in order of discussion in the description, but we'll just head right into each one as it goes right now. Okay, so we're starting off with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Like, I liked the first Jurassic World movie while also accepting that it was probably the worst Jurassic Park movie. Like, I, it's, it's one of those things where like a lot of people gave it flack, I think reasonably, but... It doesn't change the fact that I had a lot of fun with it. Like, that movie was fun. Like, I saw it with you. Like, we all had a big group, and we went together and had a good time. And right. that painted yeah, that movie that. well in my mind, even though that movie had a lot of problems. Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom was kind of missing something for me. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, for the first Jurassic World, it was um, the the dino mech combination at the end where like the raptor is just riding the t-rex yeah that really sold the whole thing yeah like, like it yes was, it took it was, like almost two hours to get to that yeah. part to sell me but it, it felt like it, it was yeah it was ridiculous but like yeah that movie should be ridiculous yeah. um, um but at the same time like it was for, also like needlessly mean yeah like, no, no no i was i was gonna bring that up that was a um, very mean movie i think at this moment two two weeks reserved um i liked fallen kingdom more see i didn't because well real quick because yeah. um hindsight wise i get the same feeling as we've talked about um the first jurassic world as a lot of people did with prometheus where after oh. two months you realize man that, that was bad got a lot of bad problems uh -huh. um here currently 
I, w- I will say this about Fallen Kingdom. It's actually, in a lot of ways, not a Jurassic movie. Exactly. That, that is my – because listen. But I think mm-hmm. – yeah, I, I just think five movies in, that's maybe not a good decision, but a, a bold decision that I kind of commend a little more. Yeah, like – Because at first when I saw the, the trailer – I, I thought they gave everything away in the beginning. Yeah, and I was like, oh god, like... this is literally Jurassic Two, where yeah. they take them to yep. the to uh, the mainland and bad things happen. It felt very this is Godzilla. Trailers. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's Godzilla. Uh, it's ninety eight, ninety nine Godzilla, and it's like, no, that's not a smart like, thing. Like I think it's a better movie than the first Jurassic World, but right, it was missing. The sense of fun and awe and Absolutely. wonder that oh, I oh no it went it went dark movie. and I guess like, we should have I I want that like if like that's what I want I want fun and I want wonder I I want to be blown away and Jurassic World had instead that. Like, you got my God this is terrifying <laughs> like yeah like like in, like the first Jurassic World movie the thing that sold me on it and the reason why I enjoy it I was sitting in a movie theater filled with people like you were there that place there wasn't an extra seat yeah. We there were like eight of us taking over the top row, and it was the shot where they were going on the tram, and it opened up, and the music played, and you saw Jurassic World, yep. and that like I was like that was that moment that I that you get from every Jurassic Park movie, like oh my god there it is, and it just wasn't there in this one, um it no. wasn't as mean, uh and also yeah right, also the decision at the end of the movie is one of the dumbest we have to do this to make sequels decisions I've ever seen in any movie ever. Oh, um, well, I guess we should have put a, a spoiler thing at the beginning. Yeah, like, um, spoilers for everything except for the last movie we're talking about, because I don't want to get, because that one's too fresh. I don't want to get into spoilery uh, hardcore okay. stuff for that. I'll, I'll try not to then, yeah. because there's, there's well, a couple be things. We're going talking more but, about um, the big picture with that anyway. But yeah, like, yeah. at the end of that movie, um, like, I was in the theater, and it took everything I had. all of them go? Yeah, it had everything I had, and I just, just you, know, you stupid bitch. Like, <laughs> what? Well, Why? Why? <laughs> You just called a twelve-year-old clone a bitch, man. That's well, not cool. <laughs> like it, it's 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 so. Let's stupid. let's like, talk about that real quick. Die. The the, the, the girl you, being a clone. I thought that was not necessarily smart, but again, bold. Like it was like, different, but at like, that like point, yeah yeah. The movie had been so different, it didn't really blow me away. Because like yeah. it was like all right, this feels kind of par for the course, not in a bad way. Right, right, like, right. This feels about right. But but at least it kept itself tonally. But yeah yeah, keeping them alive God. wasn't super. It really was like like great. when Bryce Dallas Howard like closed the thing, she didn't hit the button. I was like, okay, thank God, they're not gonna do this just to say, oh, we have to do this to have sequels. And then the girl hit the button, and I was just sitting there like that like I that but like that was the thing that like stuck with me. I was walking on the movie. I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've what ever seen. What killed me more was when Blue like did her scream over the hill over yep. the white suburban area kind when of. There was just a t-rex <laughs> doing a stare down with a lion which was in the trailer i um, think i forgot about that part like, in the trailer yeah, actually like, but yeah what like what do you you girl you should be pulled up on war crimes at the hague how many people <laughs> are going to die because you hit that button there's a t-rex at a park you think t-rex ain't gonna eat people at the park <laughs> the, no okay look i really need the first scene of the third movie to be a pack of lions taking that T-Rex down a good Jesus notch. God. Like the T-Rex can win 
but I need at least five lions doing and, their damnedest. Yeah, I need like, the most anime bullshit yeah. thing possible but yeah, like, for, for that was, scenario. It wasn't a bad movie, and I, I think it was like on paper better, but it was just kind of missing something. Like I'm, that I'm, X Factor wasn't I there. I do not want to hang on this comparison. Yeah. I just want to throw oh, it yeah, out yeah. there. But the way, you know, the way you were talking about how the first one is, and then the more you think about it, it's like, it had some problems and then yeah. this one was like this is a lot darker and i don't know if i like it i think to a much lesser extent mm-hmm. and i guess this would be par for the course considering who the original creators are it is kind of like force awakens last jedi transition in a way oh, um, much see. lesser mu- yeah. much lesser but on, I, I would say on base like on like a very yeah on a very macro level yeah yeah on a complete where, like, base concept the, idea where, not like, the first one like that was very much just kind yeah. of like this is yeah. what you're used I, to i'm not i'm not looking for any like bd wong is, is yeah. snoke kind of stuff i'm but, not yeah, looking for like, that World was kind of like very much this is what you're used to with jurassic park we're basically doing jurassic park again and then this one was oh it's darker um, mm-hmm. We're shifting some things around, and at the end of it, the status quo was completely changed. And and again, you know, just because they both brought back uh, fan favorites with a yeah. beard, and they're more like yeah. cynical about the world around them, that doesn't I, I, mean. I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Jeff Goldblum, Dr. Ian Malkin, is as cynical in Jurassic World as he was in all of the other movies. I know, but but I will say I didn't fully like it wasn't a shocker, but I did fully expect when he was like, yeah, we need to let them die on that please like i wasn't expecting that because they took a lot away from his speech in the um it's almost like they rewrote his speech for the commercial than they did for the movie because i swear that there was a lot missing i it's possible also shout out to him for probably getting a decent paycheck for about what probably amounted to three hours worth of filming just, just super sagely knowledge of him. He, he's just the he's the tutorial guy for the Jurassic World Evolution video game. Like this is a Jurassic World <laughs> game that came out that's like a roller coaster tycoon style park builder, and he is like nice. the tutorial. And so, like he's oh, he did more work on that game than he did on the movie. That that's awesome. I, I also a shout out for him being in a cameo renaissance, basically. Cause like he he's not in major roles like, in like the like last five movies he's been in, but he's been the best part. Well, I say cameo renaissance in the sense of like he he's doing less work than the main people, but he's probably getting mm-hmm. as much attention. I don't because know because he's like, freaking Jeff Goldblum. A like, lot of people told have told me that their favorite part of Guardians Two was oh, him. Oh yeah, so. like or yeah, like Thor Ragnarok Guardian. Like he had a cameo in Th- guardians 2 he was a major player in thor ragnarok he was a major That's player in independence thor, day not, not guardians, he was yeah, a yeah, yeah. fairly major player in hotel artemis like i wouldn't call any of those cameos like he was a cameo I, in jurassic world no no yeah i'm i'm yeah. being and i'm was, being a little too downgraded but on, yeah uh, like he's, cameo he's had like a really good run lately like he, yeah. he's really bouncing back I don't know. I think it's worth seeing. It's just a weird thing. But that's not a bad thing. Like, you know, if a movie sits on you like that and, and, and you're still thinking about it a few weeks out, the worst thing I, the worst thing a movie can do is just go in one ear and out the other. I do want to point this out that I didn't realize after doing research that Dr. Wong's character um, – Dr. Wong, wow. Yeah. Excuse uh, me. Wong. Use, use his, use his legal name. Mr. B.B. Wong. No, use his legal name, Big Dick Wong. Big Dick Wong. Yeah, his character and all that was from the very first Jurassic Park. Yeah, he World. was in the first He's in movie. there very, yeah. like, briefly for the yeah, most part. Yeah, like he's in he... the background of Jurassic Park. 
Yeah. So yeah. Um, and they turn him into a major character. That's some Star Wars like original Star Wars extended universe shit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, good good work on them doing that because I didn't realize it till after mm-hmm. I watched this one. Yeah, because um, that's one thing. Me and Andy, uh, my friend Andy, uh, you know Andy, just to say, we've talked about that after Jurassic World, where he was like, "Oh shit, that's Big Dick Wong. He was in the first one, barely." I was like, "I know, right? That's I'm, crazy." Yeah, that's a. I do enjoy that, Ryan, especially when you're going to, you know, try to revive a franchise and stuff. You you have interesting, like, connections and stuff. Oh, yeah, um, um, yeah that's, that's definitely worth doing. And I think it's worth seeing. It's just a really weird thing. It's not a Jurassic movie, really. It, it's, it's really it's a, a friend of mine called it a B-horror monster movie, and maybe, to a that's degree. It's kind of monster movie-ish. Yeah. Okay, that so raptor's overpowered of... though. Like the blue, blue, blue's overpowered. Yeah. I don't like oh, it. Listen, um, <laughs> all right. Anything anyway, else? Of, not really. Speaking of movies that sat with you for a while, uh, Annihilation. Uh, it's still sitting with me. I'll be perfectly honest. Um, yeah. So, <sighs> anticipation or or um, it's no. It's pronounced, it's pronounced annihilation. That that too. <laughs> um, expectation. Was, was my real word of the day. Um, I'll have many words of the day, I'm sure. But expectations is not something I mean to put on stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but I have a friend who loves to... Like, he doesn't realize how he hypes things. But he loves Alex Garland. Alex Garland is his, his, bo- his boy to watch and has been for years. I mean, well-deserved. Um, well yes. Like, like Dread had a lot of God, stuff Dread's going so for good. it. And, I always forget and, he did Dread. Yeah, I, I don't think he directed it. I think he just no, wrote it. I'm pretty sure he, he directed it. Okay. But um Yeah, he directed it. I what I want what I oh, no, try I'm to sorry. tell No, I'm sorry. It was directed by Pete Travers. He wrote it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it. I thought so. I thought that I was thought, his I thought gateway. I he did for whatever reason. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Dread Dread was his gateway um writing and it was it was greatly written. I think it should have been um I wish HBO would have been smart to like try to pick that up or something instead or or somebody because it felt more like a really good introduction two-parter ep- episode, like a part one, one hour, and a part two, one I hour kind of thing. You could tell that movie was like on a limited budget, and it felt like the Raid Redemption. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. And like Cyber Raid. That's what was so. Um, is what I, I, I am call a it. sucker for a good. That's why I like Hotel Artemis so much because I'm a sucker for a, a good claustrophobic. Yeah, we are in one place. It's so um, good. So he goes from there and he does Ex Machina and it took me for the longest time to get there. But then I watched, yeah, then I watched Ex Machina and I'm like, this is the smartest, like futuristic, I guess I'll say straight out feminist concept written by a guy I think I've ever seen. Like a lot of people want to talk about would probably throw Alien in that ring. Uh, Yeah, Um, Yeah, I see that. But but this is pretty brilliant. And so from that. When I see Annihilation, I see it's just women. I'm like, okay, it's not going to be, you know, clearly it's not going to be an Ex Machina Part 2. But it's going to be that that same, like, ideal. However, yeah. I'm, I won't say I didn't like the end as much as I was a little disappointed. Because I feel, and, and this is just me watching, you know, every single Christopher Nolan film. And understanding that that guy is maybe a little smarter than he understands how to fully put it in a film. I love his movies more than I love his style, if that makes any sense. Who, Chris Nolan? But, yes. But, um, um, I but like the, his style the sci-fi... When it's, like, when it's, like, focused. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that that's my thing. It's like um, from his movies though, it's come to my attention that the sci-fi concept, and this is one of the things I didn't like about Blade Runner, kind of, is is the open ending, and and I, I'm not gonna be you know super cynical like oh you you don't know how you wanted to in this so you left it open kind of thing i i don't know i felt like alex garland was the kind of guy who was more definitive on what he wanted to put out and and i feel like i'm gonna go uh, out on a limb and say annihilation is a pretty damn definitive movie i don't know i I just didn't like like if if she's an alien or isn't she kind of kind of throw i don't think that was very it's this isn't inception with the spinning top it was fairly like it was a little I don't think it was meant to be ambiguous as much as it was meant for you to realize, like, oh, this isn't over. I'm just not going to see the rest. Like, I guess so. The Shimmering Irises was very much like, that means one thing. Mm-hmm. That's it. That means one thing. Yeah. And, and they showed that, and that's what that means. And it cuts to black. And so you're like, oh, 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 so this, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not that, like, oh, it's up for you to decide. No, that they gave you the information. I guess it's just so. I, that, like, it, it, it's not that it wasn't a definitive ending. It's that it wasn't a like a a bookend ending. I guess so. Yeah, like, I, it was a cracked door. The door wasn't fully shut. And so, what it's meant for you, it's meant for you to walk out afterwards and spend you know time thinking what happened next and filling in your own gaps with that. You know, I, what do I you guess think instead happened? of a cracked door, I would have rather a, a wide open door. If that makes any sense, I don't know. I just. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Oh yeah, I think it was. In, fan- in I think a that lot movie was fantastic. Like, and I think I think part of that is like I'm not saying I know what the fuck happened in that lighthouse. <laughs> okay. Like, that's very fair. I'm not that smart, but at the same time, that doesn't matter because I was entranced. I couldn't look away. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't blink. It was what I was watching. I didn't fully understand. But it was compelling and incredible. That's and, just me, I guess. Is is and like, especially with day, sci-fi. Like that's what uh, that's how that's what film is supposed to make you feel. Mm. You know, like that's what art is supposed to make you feel. It's supposed yeah. to take your breath away, and it succeeded. Like I don't have to be smarter than the movie, and I don't care if the movie is smarter than me. I think that's part of the issues we have with like current criticism. It's the oh, yeah. idea that no, no, like no, no, stuff yeah. needs to get break broken down into Like I'm not angry oh, I, no, oh, or yeah, anything like that. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm more saying that. It's just like I think people I just want a little more, like, I think. Just I, some I think a little more don't... dialogue, a little more but, like, that's, maybe that's them actually head. getting out of the Like that's all in your uh, head though. Facility. Like that's that's for you to figure out. That's it is what so. you want it to be. That's great. Like stories that leave that stuff open for you. You can think about them forever. Think about what happened. You can write your own ending to it. Like, like uh, the, the my I- brain, my brain can't handle any more fan fiction like, than when like, it did when I was yeah. a teenager, man. The idea <laughs> of like, of like, we're gonna tell you that it's not all the way over, but we're not gonna show you what it is, isn't new, right? I think it was done fairly well there, because unlike the Inception spinning top, which was like, oh, this was like, no, this is what it is. Like here it is. Here is all the information that you need to know where this is going next. You bring up the Iris thing, though, and it does make me think of Blade Runner, which I, and I'll put myself on blast immediately to let people decide if they'll ever listen to what I say again about science fiction. I don't like the first Blade Runner all that much. I think it's got a lot of good ideas, and eventually I want to probably do a whole thing on just that and the sequel because i love the sequel and i think the sequel completes a lot of things that it tried to do but but couldn't for you know reasons for explanations later 
but but the iris thing i think maybe maybe that was just like some dormant nonsensical trigger of mine where it's like oh don't do this yeah but uh, like but, but, but again it's not like Blade Runner where is he a replicant? Isn't he? No, this is like telling. This is giving you the information. This is telling you what the case, what I guess, exactly what it is. I guess it didn't feel that way for me, but but I I you tell oh, I me think, and I believe you. It's yeah, kind of I, my I thing. think that's because like you have been conditioned from stuff like Blade Runner to think and, and Inception to think that that means that you don't know the ending, whereas that movie was like no you here is what the iris means here here is what it is you know one plus one it's just up to you to do the math when you leave right like you know it wasn't i i don't think it was as ambiguous as some people made it out to be like no it's fairly fairly certain you know they just didn't they 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 just didn't add another act to show you where it could go because they didn't have to yeah i guess that's fair um definitely need more like all women exploration yeah. through sci-fi like, stuff like that. Like, that was like, really that was a really know, good just oh, throw. Yeah, like like to, to back away from just that and look at sort of the full scope of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. uh, the performances were incredible. Like every single one of those performances were fantastic. I will and, have to say as a as a man that there were a few times where how the characters acted, I had to remind myself like no, there are millions of male characters that have done this shit. Specifically, yep. um, and I can't remember the character's name or anything. The the I guess she was roughly the the, the lesbian. I'll say just because she kept bringing it up, and she's the one that went crazy and tried to like oh, kill everybody uh, and got uh, hit by the bear. Gina Rodriguez's um, character. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I had to remember. It's like no, she is everything. She is she is game over, man. Yeah. She's that character. So also, it's like, it's no it, different. Yeah. And, and then, people like, shouldn't think that she is any. Yeah. remotely also, different than like, any character she's not yourself, some crazy bitch yeah she's put yourself in that situation you do the crazy. same thing like no problem yeah. you would do the somebody same thing. somebody yeah. would crack yeah oh, yeah. yeah but and, she's and, the the like, she's the it's over man character yeah. for oh, sure yeah. it's she's game over man and also look at the fucking talking about the bear that movie visually is one of the most striking probably the best visual Oof. movie i've seen this year and the crocodile and all yeah, yeah. no like, no, no it is the most beautiful film this year for sure incredible. absolutely Alex Garland has has an eye for film unlike any other. It is so It's a bizarre color palette for sci-fi and yeah. that is what's going to catapult him. Yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. Um also there's some pictures out there of uh the like mo like the 3D model of the bear's head and like the bear's skull. It yeah. is fucking horrifying. I don't <laughs> it reminds me of oh was it HR Geiger that did the original Aliens drawings? Yes. yes. Um um, and how he was just like, oh, no, yeah, these are just the things that are in my head. And I draw them to get them out. <laughs> like, that's how I imagine the dude who designed that bear was. <laughs> because it was it, hard. It, who? who can it is that? kind of like an org uh, instead of technic organic, it's just organic Geiger. Yeah. Which oh, yeah. people probably don't realize how scary that could be either. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, and I right. it was fantastic. I walked out of that movie just like blown away. Alex Garland is the guy to watch. I, I, those actors were incredible. Uh, Gina Rodriguez is great on Jane the Virgin. Jane the Virgin is a really good show that hasn't okay. been talked about enough. It is like half this legitimate, like, like, sort like, you know, small family story and half a Mexican soap opera telenovela. <laughs> Um, it's really good. Like it, it shifts okay. hard. Like there's like a. Is a she macro. Jane the Virgin yeah, or she's she Jane? She's Jane. And so there's like this I, macro. So so how different is that character? Oh, very. That's very. Cool. That's I've always I always love. Oh yeah. Going against um, typecasting. Jennifer Jason Leigh was great. Tessa Thompson is becoming the MVP. 
Like, <laughs> has Tessa Thompson ever done anything that isn't great? That's true. Like, look at her past few years Very from true. Creed to uh, Thor mm. to this to Sorry to Bother You. Like, she is killing it. Yes. Uh, so, from Annihilation, we are going to Solo. I don't have a ton to say yeah. about Solo. It was just a really fun time. I the, really the prettiest, enjoyed Solo. The prettiest sci-fi movie to, in my opinion, the best score sci-fi oh, movie so far. Oh, God. That score is so good. I might talk more about the score. I, I because think, yeah it was it blew me away what God, what really so throws my mind and i hope a lot of people thought this is it is a, the soundtrack of a goddamn anime sci-fi film um the original yeah. anime ghost in the shell from um late 80s early 90s can't remember um akira which is considered the fucking sci-fi yeah. Um, oh, yeah. anime it, it kind of um those two have always had a very distinct cyber chanting mm-hmm. style yeah and like, this that's... took that like yeah. like i don't want to i don't know anything about the, the leader girl in solo or why she's important or why she has I to think, have the most boss ass theme that makes darth maul's thing look like shit i think she's in rebels maybe damn, she's good yeah, that, that's like, pure speculation because her name's not the same as the character people are uh, oh, putting okay. her in or something like that. I haven't watched but, Rebels, um, so I don't know. But no, like, that theme is so good. But the whole soundtrack is amazing, and I, I don't have many problems with Solo in general. I just um, think it was, I just think it was like, it set out to do one thing. It set out to be entertaining. And a fun romp. Yeah, and and then you know I remember bu- the building up to this. You know, a lot of people who didn't Western. like, yeah, a lot of people who didn't like Last Jedi would constantly say, "Oh, this is the movie no one asked for. Nobody wants yeah. this." And usually those same people were like, "Hey, this is actually the best one since Disney took it because yeah. it's because it's like, the but, most but, Star Wars." Yeah, because it's I'm, like it's what we say, it's like what I said before. Like Last Jedi was to challenge those people. Like it's to challenge our ideas of mm-hmm. like Star Wars and the idea of the Force and the Chosen One and the fact that that's all bullshit and anybody can can do it. Yeah. And like it it's it should it's more than one person and it's in you know changes beget by Solo, Solo a lot didn't of challenge people. Anything. Yeah, and Solo um, was just like, oh no, this is just fun. This is a good time. And and I don't care what anyone says. How he got his name is the most Star Wars thing. I've heard in Star forever. Oh, yeah. It's like Han Solo because you're by yourself. Yeah. That's Star Wars. Yeah. If you don't know that that's Star Wars, watch that's every Star, Star Wars. Wars film from Look start to finish and maybe you'll realize. Star Wars character's name. Jar Jar Binks. Boss Nass. <laughs> Jabba yeah. the Hutt. Yes. Uh, you know yeah. why he's the Hutt? Because he started a pizza business first yeah. and now he's in the Mafia. Um, uh, yeah, like I enjoy. I, I did see one really good thing that I wish they had done. What uh, was that? Thandie uh, uh, Newton was in the movie. She was really good. She was uh, uh, Woody Harrelson's lady. Oh yeah, yeah. She and somebody said, and somebody said, take those two characters that are the exact same, switch the actors, would have been ten times better. And I'm inclined to agree. I would have loved to have seen Woody Harrelson in Thandie Newton's part and Thandie Newton in Woody Harrelson's part. Because I like th- that would have been really good. Thandie Newton's incredible. She's such a good actor. And she was great in the little time she got in that movie. And that was the only thing that really bothered me about the movie. Because, like, it just felt unnecessary to wipe out that whole crew. Especially um, when it turns out that those people that technically yep. were responsible for wiping them out are the good guys. Yep. 
So they didn't really explain yep. really well who was good and who was bad, except also, for the part where oh, Darth Maul's back. Because also the know. little the little alien dude, the little CG dude. Yeah, it's uh, John Favreau. Yeah, it took like uh, the first time he spoke. Literally, the only thing I could think of when he was on screen was who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Yeah, and then no, right I did he, too. And then right before he died, I was like. Oh. Favreau! It's John Favreau! <laughs> yeah, I was basically like that, too. It's like, yeah. I know this voice. Like, this voice, voice has been around that? forever. Oh uh, but yeah, like, I, John there isn't a Favreau. ton to say about it that hasn't been said a million times. But, like, it was a good time. But I had a lot of fun with it. Like, it was a movie designed for, like... I, I I appreciate that. Like I love stuff like Annihilation and like like cerebral and like incredibly artistic and, and deep shit. But I also really like to go to the movies and just like have a good time. Like, well, let's talk about something more positive with yeah. uh, Upgrade. Upgrade. Yeah, that was a good movie. <laughs> that was a good out of nowhere fun movie. Mm-hmm. So so I've decided to call it and and this is technically a positive phrase. I promise. Oh god. In a way, to me, yes, I know. I'm sorry. I just. Because it is very macho, and a lot of people are even saying, it's like, oh, this is what Death Wish should have been kind of stuff, even though Death Wish was a horrible idea to start Death with. Death Wish just um, shouldn't have been. Right, but right, right. I've never but, um, been the person to say that art shouldn't exist. Death Wish shouldn't have been. I don't I don't know if Death Wish would be art. Listen, I'm not going to be that. I, I'm not the person to make that decision. <laughs> I can paint with my guns. It's called you know, a paint gun. You know, you know the people bullets? who make the decision on what art, what's art or not? Those are the people that chase killing Marie Tran off Twitter. So I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> Man, we're, we're slowly losing 20% of the 20 people that may have found this randomly listen, later. <laughs> listen, I'm going to put my foot down. I don't want no, shitheads fucking <laughs> listening to my shit. That's fine. Fuck you. But no, so Upgrade to me felt like a, a toxic masculinity version of um, Ex Machina with the whole uh, AI thing. And the, he wins. It's bleak as fuck. It is he wins. Very bleak. He shoots her in the fucking face. Yep. And he just walks out. He's like, I'm, I'm yep. sorry, Dave. I can't let you do that right now. Yeah. It's over. It's yep. done. I can't let you do that. I can't let you do that. I can't let you do that. Yeah. Gray. It's right. done. It's. It was. It's, wow. And and that's what I mean. That it's that kind of toxic masculinity where it's like the fuckers win yeah. kind of thing. And. <laughs> Whoa, okay, and it's my play. It was me. It was me all along, Gray. Oh, <laughs> it was me. Oh, son of a bitch. You right. Believed it. Even even my family believed it. <laughs> even my creator believed it. It's a bleak as fuck ending. And yeah. there's and I want to quickly plug and it may it's probably not nearly as written as well as this. But, but seeing the warm reception this movie has gotten and that it's actually made some pretty good money because, you know, it's made by the right studio who knows how to balance that shit. Like, for the made, most part. It, it like, they know how to do the, the chicken it, shit and the chicken it, salad as far as monetary game money goes. based off of its budget. It only made $12.5 million. At the that's what I mean. Office. That's what but I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what not I, a that's what runaway success. Like, it, it well, for Bloomhouse... And how they do things, it kind of. Oh, yeah. Like, listen. Yeah. Blum, well, yeah. Blumhouse doesn't. Blumhouse. I, I once looked through all of their movies. The biggest budget for their any movie they've ever made was The First Purge. What was the budget of The First Purge? 12 million. 13 million. See, it was really close because yeah. I've been looking at The Purge shit. But they yeah. make so much money. Paranormal yes. Acti- like, Paranormal Activity, $15,000, $193 million box office. Yeah, that's what I mean. That That particular is what I mean. But but a movie I want to plug real anyway, quick yeah. that that I don't know I think the writing's very similar and I think the concepts are very similar 
but it's not AI. It's it's capitalism, and that's uh, Repo Man with Forrest Whitaker and Jude Law, and oh, it was yeah. like 2012, and people hated it. No the one saw it. The, the movie it with was the really, twist. Yeah, I don't know if it was all that shitty compared shitty. to this. Well, no, no because no, 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 it's no. the same because, illusion concept. He still no, 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 loses. Because this movie, like, no, it's fine if you lose. It's not fine if. You at the end of the movie, you reveal that half the movie didn't happen, and there were no indications to make you think that half the movie didn't actually happen. Like it's one thing to be like, "Oh no, the bad guys win." Here you go. It's another thing to just yank the carpet out from up under somebody and go, "Why didn't you jump?" I know, but for a solid five minutes, you you are left with the idea that that whole AI concept was a dream in his. Oh yeah, and, but then, and, but uh, yeah, and when I watched it, I was like, "Don't repo man this." Don't repo man this. <laughs> I, that's what okay, I was thinking. fair. And then that's they fair. didn't. They however, however, I still liked Repo Man because I'm, I think I'm not Man against, I'm not like, against saying half the movie didn't exist because for me, like but, you, like I, you said earlier, in a weird way, um, this is way more, I guess, mm-hmm. crazy optimism. I still have that experience and I still enjoy oh, yeah, absolutely. that that like, concept, I, I, even I if they say half of it didn't exist. I think exist. that's okay, but okay. So the best type of movie twist is the type of twist that when you watch the movie afterwards, you can see like the the sixth sense is the best example. Because the sixth sense, if Fair. you watch the movie with the twist in Absolutely. mind, there are a million little indications. There was mm-hmm. not that in Repo Man. Like there weren't those illusions and stuff like that. If you watch the movie again with the twist in mind, you just realize like, okay, this isn't how. Oh, okay, I can just turn the movie off right now. Was there really an upgrade though? But like I feel like there the twist wasn't. and upgrade wasn't similar to the twist in Repo Man because like also the twist and upgrade. If you it's didn't more immediate. realize. If you didn't realize two-thirds of the way through the movie that that AI was fucking evil, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> like, I don't even think that's a twist. Like, Fair. What but, that, like, but that but that again is like, Blumhouse twist, being super smart and picking its like, ideas because it, it, it is immediately affecting the current paranoia we have oh, in a yeah, society. Absolutely. Like, it was and, a really and that's why I say – that's why I say, in a way, Repo Man was kind of ahead of its time, for better or worse, because I don't like, I think, think people Man... really understand like the capitalism concept oh, yeah, of getting like, new organs like that. Yeah, like I think that's like Repo Man was a very interesting satire on capitalism. I'm not against the idea, although I liked it when Repo the Genetic Opera did it first. Yeah. Um, also, those came out relatively close, and everyone rather had the singing thing. So <laughs> that that was another reason why it failed. Uh, yeah. Well, it's because it wasn't the opera. <laughs> Now I'm curious as to when when these two movies. Yeah, no, Repo's Genetic Opera came out two years before. Calm down. Okay, two years um, before. Okay, uh, can't remember. So I'm gonna go on a limb and say it came out before. Uh, it came out before Repo Men went into production, uh, uh, or fair. around the same time. But anyway, yeah, look, I, I think like Repo Men is 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 like without the the shitty twist, a really interesting satire on capitalism, and I think it looked cool. Like I think a lot of the 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 aesthetic style. Uh, is is similar between the two but yeah like i i I think it's they're they are definitely not two sides of the same coin but they're you know they're playing on the same field um but i i think upgrade just handled it like they didn't they didn't stumble at the finish line because Uh, yeah because this is especially thriller horror stuff sometimes ham-fistedness works better because this was this was a blunt go fuck yourself kind of ending and it 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 worked it was horrifically bleak and really good 
Yeah, because like sometimes it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I, it, it was really good. I <laughs> it freaked me out a little bit because I have a friend of mine named Derek uh, who lives in Austin. I'm gonna be seeing him when I'm there in a couple weeks. About halfway through the movie, I was like, "Boy, Dim reminds me of Derek." Oh, Just like Lord. kind of the way he speaks and stuff like that. He kind of oh, reminds no. me of Derek. You're gonna be uh, like, "Hey, Derek, what what you working on, man?" Right. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was a really. It, this summer has been the summer of original, interesting, low-budget, out-of-nowhere films like mm-hmm. Hotel Artemis. Yes. Uh, Hotel Artemis kind of came out of nowhere. Well, no, it didn't because um, I saw the trailer for it when it first got re- announced, um, and it blew me away. Uh, just the cast is incredible. It looks like a grindhouse type thing. Why, why no one decided to just canonically insert it into the john wick universe makes right because like the, the best the best thing i saw was like what if john carpenter directed an Ag- agatha christie novel that took place in the hotel in john wick <laughs> yes. that is the yes. description of that movie it is um absolutely and those are my favorite like like this and you're right it's very grindhousey because this is the best kind of movie to watch after midnight oh because yeah. it's 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 silly pulp nonsense, mm-hmm. and everything is just like, and, and everything's to the point. Everything is to the point. Yep. Like I don't know if it's so much of a criticism because it's not something that would ever keep me from not rewatching it. But like how quickly the the son issue gets like revealed and stuff. Like you knew my son and stuff. I thought yeah. that was that was a little too fast. I thought, just like, like everything like, goes to hell afterwards and yeah, goes to like, shit. It's I, like I no, the, let's just let's just keep going. The Jeff Goldblum stuff was very abrupt, but like in a good way. Yes, it defied your expectations. Yeah, and I've seen people say they didn't like Zachary Quinto's character, and I'm like, oh. are you joking? Like Zachary Quinto's character was really good <laughs> because it was just like I don't know yes. I've, who who hasn't met like a shitty rich kid like like that like he's. I'm so sorry, you're such a little bitch. That's why I've never liked you as much as your brother. Right. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, I, I feel I like saw, some somebody yeah. would put put his character on the list of characters that almost ruin a movie with like Chris Tucker from Fifth Element, and they would be wrong. I was on about both to say, accounts. wait a minute, we're talking about ruining <laughs> they, movies. They would not, be they would be wrong on both accounts. Not making movies infinitely better. Right, exactly. Because um, I, I have seen that list, and half of them are wrong. Yeah, but you know that's because. But yeah, like I, I think some people went into this <laughs> expecting an action flick, which you know I, I can kind of understand. Like the the trailers kind of sold it as such. It is this like it's this kettle that's just sitting on the the, the stove, and it's just building pressure and building pressure and building pressure and mm-hmm. building pressure until the very end, and that's when the action happens, and that's when everything pops off. And mm-hmm. that's what made it so good. And it was as, such a good time. As wrestling fans, how in God's name is Dave Batista the second best wrestling actor of all time? So good. Because <laughs> you know a what? Professional. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Dave Batista might is a better actor than The Rock because maybe I, we Rock, need a movie with the two of them. Like, just because like here's the thing: The Rock is off. really good at playing The Rock. Yes, he's amazing at it, and he's yes. the best in the world, and he's incredible. Batista kind of plays different in every movie. Batista's got range. He's got range. Batista's got range. He's got real range. 
Yeah, also, he does. Shout yeah, out to this movie right. for actually playing Batista as a like Latino man, which he actually is, right. but never really plays. Like it never yep. really gets brought up. Mm. But yeah, like it was it was such a good time. Charlie Davis and like just the most ridiculous cast. Where did I, they get I this? I will cast? quickly retract my statement. Batista is probably the best just because I almost teared up in um, Blade Runner, but you know. Oh yeah, I forgot he's he was in Blade Runner. Ten minute Oscar yeah. performance right there. He's got incredible uh, range. And I, I, how did they get Jodie Foster, Sterling K. Brown, Sophia Batella, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Jenny Slate, Jackery One Quinto, of the best Jodie Fosters Day, ever. Dave Batista, plus that whole movie for $15 million. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, no, that movie was great. I had a really good time with it. Jo Jodie Foster's performance really needs to be underlined. Her it, performance was so good. It was very fantastic. It was pe so good. Should, I really hope a lot of people at least recognize it. Yeah, like um, it was just such an understated, fantastic. Like she, like I won't, I won't say it's scene chewing, but it. No, uh, when it's not. she, it's not. when when it's her turn to speak, yeah. the mood instantly changes yep. for for the better. Like like she is her own concept while everyone yep. else is running around while the house is on fire, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And uh, one of the best cinematic portrayals of anxiety I've ever seen. Absolutely. It's very subdued, but you can see it. And as somebody like who deals with that stuff, like they really got it. Like they and nailed that, it. And also, um, I really need Sterling K. Brown to be in more stuff. Sterling K. Brown is really good. He just oh, what movie? Oh, it was um. He's gonna be in. He's gonna be in Frozen too. I know. Huh. I just seen him cast in something. But yeah, no. Sterling K. Brown is just like he's just getting more and more popular. I discovered him with um People versus O.J. Simpson. Right. Um, and then he he popped off in This Is Us, and it's just been. I'm like, gonna throw, I, his, I, I, throw I, his hat in the ring for the never gonna happen. Uh, John Stewart Green. I was about Lantern to say movie. Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He'd be um, the best Green Lantern. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's in the new Predator movie that's coming out this year. Yes, he um, is. And, and I oof. didn't realize he was in Black Panther. I went to see Black Panther. That's right. Like, he was in the first scene. Was yes, like, oh, he's the uncle. He's yeah, the damn like, uncle. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, that's Sterling K. Brown. Nice. Yeah. I I kind of love, I kind of love, move, uh, you know, black movies, black culture movies, whatever you want to call it, where they have, like, every black actor they could grab. Yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely do at some point. A section of just the three 2018 Marvel movies. Yeah, it's, um, there's a lot. That in that all is of something that. later on, and then we'll probably break down the entire franchise oh, in God. parts way yeah. down the road. I was about to say, yeah, that's going to be. Of course, we a... have to. Yeah, but yeah. Speaking uh, of black culture movies, where I was about to say, yeah, speaking of movies with like a lot of those actors in it. Sorry to bother you, boy. Like just recently came out, so yeah, no, yeah, like, we'll not going to try to avoid. It, um, but man, too deep. But like, I, I think. I think the most interesting thing about this isn't what happened on screen. It's more about the macro, like, what this movie's trying to say. And it is one of the most scathing indictments of, like, modern capitalism and corporate culture. And, and I guess that makes sense people. when like, the guy who wrote and directed Boots Riley is best friends with Tom Morello of yep. Rage Against the Machine and is in yep. a band with him. Yep. And is yeah, more like, a super is... underground rapper. But, yep. like, yeah. I get, I'm sure I have this crazy idea that tom morello probably like threw some ideas at him it's possible yeah. um but yeah like it is this it's 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 one of those movies that like i think about this stuff a lot about like where are we in 30 years when everything mm -hmm. is still more expensive and workers are still getting exploited because no one's going to do anything about it and wages are low and all of the money is just owned by four people 
and Elon Musk is just fucking jerking off in his submarine talking about I could have rescued trapped kids better than you could where are we then because I don't and I say this with many grains of salt he's the good guy no he's not no he's not (laughs) he's a a Bond villain (laughs) like he's not he's super duper not he's he's Lex Luthor he's a good guy but yeah like what do we do when when Jeff Bezos like how how far off are we from Amazon being like no just come and live here sign a lifetime contract because like mm. workers are already in Amazon. Like, have you heard about some of the working conditions in Amazon warehouses? I have not. It's like people pissing in bottles instead of taking bathroom breaks. Because if they did, their productivity would go down, and they would get their pay doctor. They would get fired. And like not taking lunch breaks and collapsing on the floor. And some people like, and also only getting like getting paid ten dollars an hour. So like not enough to live like on food stamps on. I don't think I realized how bad that Amazon was. On welfare, the few ones that like like, understood what they were doing. Literally, people sleeping in tents outside of the warehouse because so they wouldn't be late to work the next day. Walking, I had no idea. Walking miles and miles a day. Like they've had people attempt suicide in the warehouses because they just couldn't do it anymore. And Jeff Bezos is is the richest man in the world. Jeff Bezos. This is worth hundred, like a hundred and fifty, hundred and two hundred billion dollars, and so it's this idea that like no one becomes a billionaire, you, like f- through hard work. You become a billionaire by exploiting and stealing from the people working for you, and that's Amazon, that's Jeff Bezos, that's Elon Musk. Look at some of the conditions in Tesla, like there are incredibly unsafe working conditions in Tesla, and the workers tried to unionize and he shut it down. That's the world we're living in today, and it's not that far off in the world. And sorry to bother you. And so as I was yeah. watching the movie, all I could think about was like how like this like where do we go? Like what happens in thirty years when this is the case? Like it 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 made me feel helpless in a way that I've been feeling for a very long time because like where do we go? You know, this yeah. is gonna reach a boiling point, and what happens when it does? I d- I don't know if this is the real counter offer that that is currently going up but at least in in a in a city as super blue as uh austin is um and and more and more keep popping up stuff like um it you know the apps of someone coming to you delivering your stuff faster than the actual delivery people for whatever company and stuff those are popping up more and more and and supposedly you know what the offers are currently is like you know they're all set your own hours you barely have to check in you're just doing your own thing and i understand you're still not making a lot of money like you're making you might make enough to live on but you're also not paying taxes on that money yeah uh so you Um, do have to deal with that at the end of the year but but i do feel i do feel ultimately though um that kind of stuff they're still probably making more than those warehouse drivers warehouse workers they are, but they also don't have benefits. They also yeah. don't have guaranteed work. If there isn't a lot of stuff to go around one day on that app, there's not like the gig economy is not the answer to this. Right. It's it's a good alternative. Like yeah, I've that's what I mean. Like, that, like, but like, yeah, I'm it's definitely not, not saying it's the answer. I'm it's, definitely not saying that, but, but it yeah, seems like that's the current. That's like, the current alter. So, sorry, sorry to bother you. Was the perfect encapsulation of my frustration and anger towards that it, it made me feel hopeless but it also was cathartic because it was nice to see a world in which it goes the other way the the the, the one that st- struck me though was like when he was going on the news shows with his video at yeah the, no one the gave end, a shit and no like the stock no price went anything. up yep. like stock price went up that was when it was just like oh my god that like, was- 
if that happened oh, no. today, so, like, that is exactly here, what would have happened. Here's to add to your anxiety. Someone compared it to do your do the right thing. You want to talk about where we are in 30 years? Yep. Oh, yeah. Because like, do the right to, thing is considered yep. prophetic at this point, I was especially with somebody, I can't breathe. I was talking to somebody about a year ago. About, like He's like, man, why is Spike Lee so, like, always so mad and everything? And I was like, because do, right. right, do the right thing came out 30 years ago, and that shit's still happening today. Spike Lee's mad because he was right. Yeah. He was right um, then, because that yeah. was around the time of Rodney King. Yeah, like, it was. He was right then, and he's still right. Like, it's still happening. It's not that yeah, he's, he's still, right. It's that it's still a still problem. Right. Yeah. It's still a problem. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, like, it's – but, like, apart from that, it's one – like, I've never seen a movie like that. Like, visually, story-wise, character-wise. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, I understand more the, the, the black culture concepts because oh, yeah, and yeah, and one of my favorite like, things is Boondocks. Like, like, the first three seasons of – First yeah. three seasons of Boondocks is kind of that kind of surrealism in a lot of places as well. Yeah. And um, well, you're talking about the the compliment argument thing was really cool. You look really good. You smell nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know that what was you good. What you got but, on? Like it's deodorant. Oh, really? Deodorant. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was. A, I, I thought you have a good day. I hope <laughs> you have a good week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the white the white voice thing is the most Boondocks thing in that whole thing. Oh yeah. Your white voice. God, no, 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 no. Your white voice. Yeah. It was really good. Four and just that cameo Glover. from um, from Danny not Glover. Donald Glover's dad. Yeah, from Danny Glover. Um, not was Donald great. Glover's dad. Also, yeah. did you pick out who did the voice of the dude in the stall? No. Who was that, that was Forrest Whitaker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he had his hand producing this. And, mm-hmm. you know, he produced Fruit Valve Station. Uh, Forrest Whitaker. shocked me. But yeah, he's got he's got his hands in some good good spots right now. I I, I'm also gonna say right now, Forrest Whitaker is is the most frequent and hardest working uh, black actor in Hollywood right now because he's in like six movies this year and he's producing like three and he hasn't really stopped since the the Butler. He's like the black uh, Reese Witherspoon, where Reese Witherspoon has become this like mega producer where she has like three tv shows yeah, people have no idea how much in. stuff she's produced yeah and she and she is just like putting out good shit yeah. yeah um but but what got me the most because in in you love hip-hop too and just what i like out of hip-hop because you know kendrick lamar and ron yep. the jewels are two of our favorite uh rap performance groups or people right now is just the scene where he finally, yeah. you know, makes it roughly. Yep. And the the boss man, which Army Hammer, by the way. Can we <laughs> talk about how? Why isn't Army Hammer and everything? Has he's Army trying. Hammer, he's trying very hard to be. I don't know if he is. I, it, you look at what he's been doing the past couple of years. I think he's been very carefully picking his role. Well, it's because of Lone Ranger. I don't think it is. I like, think a lot of people got weary of him. I don't for that. think it is. I think he's just been picking interesting small uh, movies. I think like, that's why. He, but he the, was in know. he was in The Man from Uncle, which was good, mm-hmm. uh, but not super successful. But then he was in Free Fire, which right. was this seventies throwback, like three million dollar uh, shootout movie. He was yeah. in Call Me by Your Name, which was a really oh, good, huge yeah, Oscar was. movie. I totally like, agree. He was in Sorry to Bother You. Like he's not yep. in these blockbusters, and I don't think it's because they don't want it because he was the voice. He was in Car. Three, he was like one of the main people in Cars Three. <laughs> okay, like, sure. He can be in a blockbuster if he wants to be. I just don't know if he wants to be. I, I think he's just good. Like, like yeah, like, he's choosing interesting. And he was definitely Elon Musk in this for sure. Oh, God, but so yes. he's, but he's like, he's like, yeah, man. So you know, you're black, you're special kind of thing. And he's like, you can rap, right? You can rap. Like I can't. I'm not really good at yes, words you can. together. Yeah, you can. come on. So they put him on stage, and he's really bad, and no one's doing anything, and it's just all white people. It's all rich, it's... debauchery, white people. 
And then he starts saying the N word. Yes, and they start saying it back. It's just the N word with shit over and over. And then they start doing it back to him. Honestly, though, to me, that wasn't as horrifying as him sitting on the floor and everyone in the room just going, rap, rap, rap. Rap. That, like they're basically just saying dance, like dance for us. Like, they perform. they are, but the thing was is that it 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 it, it culminated with them chaining it yeah. back to him because oh. because to me the reason why that was worse is it wasn't just you know dance. It was you have to dance a certain way so we can feel yeah. better. So we, so can, we feel can feel more special. No, it's, yeah. it's so, so we, we can, can get away with so can, abusing so take, whatever we so think we can, is cool enough from you, and we, so can, we can do it. It's so yeah. we can take your culture. Yeah, so we can justify it. Yeah. And especially because this specific thing is happening even more often. Yep. Like Kendrick Lamar's Hangout a, Fest. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which mm-hmm. I would assume this movie was finished before oh, that happened. Yeah, definitely. But if it wasn't. I could only imagine he's like, I gotta yeah, add no. this scene. I'm sure because that happened <laughs> early this year. That movie was done with production early. Oh this yeah, year. no. Oh yeah, it's sun. It was in Sundance in January. Yeah. And Hangout right. is in. That was not even Hangout Festival. Was like what? Let me see. Twenty. It wasn't Hangout. When was it? Anyway. Um, but yeah. It was, but it was but that that's happening in general. Like I. Yeah. Any any black guy that I've talked to, any any black friends that I've made. Eventually, I have had the conversation with him. It's like, yeah, man, I was at the club, and this like little white girl was super drunk, and then she starts saying the N word in these songs, and I was like, you can't do that just because you're drunk and a and a girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like one time we were at karaoke. Uh, oh, 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 and oh. we were that you you know you you met Sam yes. Lyons, right? You know Sam? Pretty sure. Yeah, he's like a, a mixed dude, skinny. Uh, wears glasses, kind of short. Yeah. Um, we were sitting there. It was me and Andy and Sam and a few other people. And these drunk sorority girls went went up there and picked Gold Digger. No. And there was only there's too many n words in that. And there was only one word which they said clearly uh, <laughs> during the verses. They didn't know any of the words and they just stumbled it. But when the chorus yep. came out, better believe. Oh yeah. Yep. And Oof. yeah, like I, I think this movie is like a super like I think the black culture stuff was like sidelined to well, not sidelined, but like it was it was second to the the satire of like overall capitalism and corporate culture. I, um, I think they traded places constantly in a very good pace. I, I they did trade places, but I do think overall at the end at the end like, ultimately, yes. Yeah, this movie was yes. a, an indictment of that of of the yes. like, you know, where America's going it but mm-hmm. it was also his chance to speak about his experiences with that stuff and probably all of those actors experiences and all that also also nice earrings girl yeah right i like i like them earrings all them earrings what a good what a good thing that movie's incredible mm-hmm. go see go see it go see something that, sorry to bother you, you. like you need make to it, like, you have to that movie should. needs to be this year's get out yeah it could like it needs to be this year's get out this year's like wholly original out of nowhere that makes a dumb amount of money, but I don't know if it will. And honestly, it's going up against some juggernauts at the box office. And I don't know. That, I'm sure this has something to do with you know my my search history and stuff. But oh, I've God. seen a lot on YouTube as commercials. Like the commercial for it is all over YouTube when I'm watching stuff. Oh and I well. That, and I don't well, know if that's specifically targeting me or if they just have a really good deal right now yeah. or something advertising wise. Oh, uh, probably a little bit of both, but also it looks like it only made about 1.5 million on Friday. Yeah. Well, well, I think a lot of people saw that it was limited release first and didn't realize that it was getting a wide release. So I don't let's know. Hope, I think anybody, let's hope word of mouth. I think anybody so. interested 
like would have seen because it was like a pretty true, big true. movement on Twitter. Um, it's definitely going to be Hotel Transylvania three taking it. This <laughs> yeah. Like, what, like what, what was the last kids movie though? Like I, I expected this movie to make a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, Incredibles two. Like that was a few weeks ago, and mm-hmm. parents are looking for another chance to go to the movies and get, have their kids shut the fuck up for a minute. Yeah. Like that's there's a reason why kids movies make so much money in the summer. It's because it's a chance yeah, to go to... somewhere that's air conditioned where kids will just be quiet for an hour and a half. I think that would be a good um, main topic one day is just to see where kid movies were and where they are now. Um, um it looks like skyscraper. Like we're gonna shift over into sort of current events and news. Skyscraper is actually yep. it's gonna make a decent amount of money, but it's new it, segment. It's, it's probably gonna be the lowest opening for the rock in a while um, yeah because a lot of people just see it as um super bag metro mega uh, super okay um die hard yeah which is fine like, yeah that, let me see i'm trying to think of the last movie what's gotten probably more oh, views at this point still is that? videos of people trying to prove that jump is um scientifically possible God. listen all you want to be that's a thing that's a Tyson's. thing people I know, can't get over i know i know Listen, all you want to be Neil deGrasse Tyson's, go the fuck home. Go home. No, go see Skyscraper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be his lowest opening since Baywatch. You ever remember <laughs> that Baywatch came out and didn't make any money? I do remember this, but again, only because it's The Rock. Yeah, like it, well, it made money overseas. It didn't make much in America. But yeah, and so so uh, the box office is going to be uh, Ant-Man's going to be third probably. Um, it looks like it's going to make a round what the first, made, first one made domestically. Uh, which is fine. I don't think anyone was expecting this one to just like break out and make a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, but like it was, it was. I it was much more focused. Um, going into a little bit of news, uh, Zombieland Two was happening. You seen that? Oh no, not original cast, good. writers, and director. Everybody's oh, coming. Cool. Back. Do you remember that there was a Amazon Zombieland show, or I think it was just a pilot? They made a pilot for the Zombieland show. I think I remember without them trying, like but... any actors or anything. Let me see if I can find right, the actors. Because right, right, right. like Zombieland now is way different than just like the actors. Like Emma Stone and Jesse Eisenberg were kind of nobodies when Zombieland came out. Right. Yeah, like that's very true. There was a time where I, when I thought of Emma Stone, I just thought of her as, oh yeah, she's the hot girl from Zombieland. Oh, um, when I, well, when I saw Zombieland, I was like, oh, she's the hot girl from Superbad. I didn't like Superbad when it came out, so just kind of that I didn't remember her from Superbad. But yeah, like it but was, now she's Emma fucking Stone. Yep. Yeah. Now like, she's uh, everything. Also, speaking of. When I looked up news, I saw these two stories right next to each other. Um, mm-hmm. Bill Murray's going to be in a zombie comedy. <laughs> Stop me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> he dies. No, 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 no. This movie's called The Dead Don't Die. Uh... It is a zombie comedy from Jim Jarmusch, which I'm very interested in because Jim Jarmusch doesn't make mainstream comedies. It's going to have Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Selena Gomez, and Tilda, Tilda Swinton. Um, Tilda Swinton, Adam Driver, I'm sold. Yeah, well, Tilda Swinton was in his last movie. Was it his last movie? Uh, it was called um, Only Lovers Left Alive. It was uh, like a vampire movie about uh, Tilda, or about Tilda Swinton and oh god, I can't remember his name. Oh god, I can't remember his name. Loki. Uh, oh, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Um, they were like these vampires, and like he makes weird movies. Like he. Yeah, I've never seen like, any of his movies. I've only heard of like Broken Flowers is a big ridiculous. one with Bill Murray, like in the mid two thousands when Bill Murray was like in his big indie phase. Yeah, like all of his stuff is like he made a movie with Adam Driver called Patterson, which was really good. It was about a a man named Patterson who was the bus of who was a bus driver in Patterson, New Jersey. But it was really good. It was like a very good, like small character-focused indie flick. So I'm, I really want to know 
what's going on with that. I want to see, like, okay, zombie comedy. Like, what are we talking about? Are we talking about, like, a zombie land or, like, a Jim Jarmusch zombie? Like, I <laughs> am keeping an eye on that one. Um, makes, me, also, makes, me think, makes me think of uh, what they do in the shadows by Taika Waititi. Oh, I just watched that movie again, like, two days ago. That movie's so good. Also, yeah. okay, so I watched What We Do in the Shadows, and it ended, right? It was on Amazon. I was on my Fire Stick, and I was just, like, scrolling through suggestions, and there was a movie called At Stake, S-T-A-K-E, Vampire Services. And I happen <laughs> to hover over it, and I see a sign that says North Mississippi's number one va- – and I'm like, What? And so I click, and it is this film student from Memphis who made this mockumentary about this vampire company <laughs> who takes out vampires. And he filmed it, like, around here. He filmed it, like, in DeSoto County in Memphis. And so I didn't watch the movie as much as I fast-forward through it until they got to, like, outside scenes to see if I could recognize anything. That's amazing. Uh, it was this really weird, like, mockumentary comedy, except the vampires were basically just zombies. Like, they weren't, like, they were, like, crazed. It was weird. Anyway, uh, Denai Guerrero, uh, who is Michonne in Walking Dead, has been cast in – is possibly going to be in Star Trek Four. Yes, uh, I, heard, I just heard about that. And they're looking for A-list actresses, uh, older A-list actresses to play the villain. Yep. Um, and she got cast in King Kong vs. Godzilla. Yes. Uh, that's going to be out in 2020. Phil Lord and Chris Miller are going to be directing Artemis, which is based off the n- novel – by Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian. Oh. Um, and the person who wrote Captain Marvel is going to be a screenwriter. I'm excited for that. I like Phil Ward and Chris Miller a lot. Um, and yeah. I liked The Martian. I like Andy Weir. I've, I've looked into Artemis. I haven't read it, but like, I've looked at sort of the premise. Yeah, it's like um, it, there's a city on the moon called Artemis. And it's basically following a, like a smuggler named Jasmine. And then she gets like, you know, she's just like a small-time smuggler criminal. And she gets caught up into a larger conspiracy of sort of like control of the city. I'm always down. I, I like sci-fi like that. I like Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I'm interested. Um, this yeah. isn't probably anything for us, but it's worth throwing in, uh, if only uh, as, a, as a tribute to my mom. Uh, they're going to start shooting the Downton Abbey movie soon. <laughs> uh, the script is done. The cast Finally. is back. Yeah, right? What we've all been waiting for. Listen, I'm not particularly interested in that show, but like what I've seen is like, this is well made. Like I mean, This is yeah. well done. The first look of Godzilla 2, uh, King of the Monsters is out. Uh, it was in uh, the most recent issue of Entertainment Weekly. Looks cool. There's a picture of Godzilla barfing his atomic breath up into the sky. Yeah, uh, boy. And uh, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things is going to be in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Eleven. Yeah, right? Go for it. Um, yeah, like, I'm like, as a crossover, right? Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, because this one's going to be Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, so, like, King Ghidorah is going to be in it. Mothra and Rodan are going to be in it. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Like, and, and the director said that there isn't going to be anything explicit connecting it to the King Kong uh, from Kong Skull Island. But if you pay attention, there will be breadcrumbs. I really like Kong Skull Island. I, Again, I thought it was smart how they it was, did it. So fun. Like, it was like that movie knew how dumb it was. Like, it was dumb in the best way. Oh, yes. Like, you have Samuel L. Jackson standing in front of explosions, staring down King Kong. <laughs> yes. As he You should. know what you're doing. Denny Villeneuve, I think is how you pronounce it. The dude yep. who did, yeah. He is, he's doing an adaptation of Dune that's going to start yep. filming early next year. Yeah, um, I, I knew is, about Dune, like, so oh, yeah, early. Like, he's been and attached to finally it, yeah, it's one of those things Start where it's like, yeah, he's been attached to it, but I don't expect it to ever happen. But it is going into production very early yep. next year. Duncan Jones 
has announced sort of uh his next film it is going to be a comic book movie yes oh Duncan Jones doing comedy he said it's not or I don't know if he said it's been confirmed that it's not DC part of me feels like it's not Marvel I think it's something else I think it's some like vertigo image adaptation like i think it's going to be out of left field and uh the sort of the last bit of movie news that i pulled from the past few days winston duke who played mbaku uh in black panther is going to be playing kimbo slice in a kimbo slice biopic did you pay did you pay attention to the to the to the rise of kimbo slice Yes, I did actually. We did too. Me and, and my friends like Josh and Andy and all of us. Like we were there in like oh eight, oh nine watching videos on YouTube of him knocking motherfuckers out. Yeah. Um, I remember. And, and I, remember I, I watched the season of Ultimate Fighter he was on. Yep. He was in did he ever do he did fights for Bellator? Yeah, his last his last fight was Ken against Ken Shamrock before uh, yeah, he died. Yeah, that's the one I watched. That's right. That was it was so weird. Moving over into TV, there's a new Sasha Baron Cohen show. I'm not very interested. <laughs> like, listen, I'm never going to complain about Republicans getting humiliated. But, like, I don't know. It just uh, feels like... Sasha is a weird kind of... Spe- well, to me, it, Sasha it Baron feels... Cohen's kind of comedy is something that conservatives don't get they're being made fun of. No, they totally don't like, and that's why they're not talking. Like, it's that's why like all these conservative people he's he mocked in these interviews are now coming out being like, "Oh, I was tricked." Is, <laughs> that's cool, but I don't know. Like, it, it feels five dumb. years too. It feels five years too late. I think everything after Borat was always going to be five years too late. Yeah, uh, Diane Lane is starring in Why the Last Man on FX. I'll believe it when I see it. I read Why the Last Man. Five, ten years ago. It's an incredible series. If you haven't read Why the Last Man, it's an incredible series. They have been trying to make a Why the Last Man TV show for a very long time. Um, it seems like this one has been ordered straight to series. We'll mm-hmm. see. Netflix announced a new anime show called The Dragon Prince. Yes, and uh, it is done yes, by the, the last Airbender of people. Last yeah, Airbender. That's, that's and the I... only reason I figured to add it was because it's the Last Airbender people. Yes, and, and it's a big deal mostly yep. because Nickelodeon kind of made... It, their mission when the chorus series was being made to like try to I don't want to say like break them but like they 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 put a lot of threats out to those guys they, and they put a lot of and, constraints on them yeah um, so I'm I'm so happy they went to the land yep. where nothing gets punished because you know freedom, yeah. the the place where bright two is happening <laughs> Christ so so if bright two can happen then those guys are probably about to make the most badass like lesbian warrior elemental yep. show ever and it's gonna be yep. great. Also, uh, the social media for that show is being run by Danica Herod, who's a really good person. She used to run the social media for the video game website uh, Waypoint. I like her a lot. Follow them on Twitter. It's it'll. I promise it'll be entertaining. October, the Game of Thrones prequel will be going into production. Yes, and didn't they just finish filming season they eight? Just finished. Yes. Um, I, I we still don't fully know what this prequel is going to be. I don't think. Like we just know it exists. That's about I it. Hope, I hope it's about Valyria. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think so. The yeah, the, the Dragonland. <laughs> yeah, like when when the Targaryens first came over. Yeah, the conquest and all. Yeah, the conquest. Yeah. I would um, love to see all absolutely, of that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, also, we've got. I, I just threw this in there because I didn't know. Uh, there's a, a set video from Jessica Jones season three that's showing Hellcat, aka Trish Walker, like right. being all acrobatic and stuff like that. I just did threw that in because I didn't know season three of Jessica Jones is filming. That's cool. Yeah, they're um, they're going pretty fast. They I got, actually they're just, very positive for season two. Yeah, I was I, I, I was behind on the Marvel Netflix stuff, so I finally mm-hmm. watched Defenders and season two of Jessica Jones uh, within the last couple weeks. 
Yeah. I really, really like season two of Jessica Jones. I will save my reservation. What do you mean? Like, did you not Wait, like? I have, it? A, I have a lot to talk about it. I enjoyed it because I think it was an interesting direction to go in. I'll say um, this, and you and you can roll your eyes and groan at the same time. As I mentioned earlier, I don't like bringing back dead characters for any reason. Who was and dead for that they all, brought back? Well, for all intents and purposes, she, you know, I don't want to spoil it. She was presumed dead the whole time because it was the family. Oh, come uh, on. That's, that's not bringing back a dead It bothers character. me. I'm that's sorry. That's not the same. I'm, I'm very sorry, that's but it does not bother the same. me. I'm, I, that is I'm sorry. not anywhere close. All I can say is I'm sorry. Like you should be, because that's not the same. Fine. No, um, no, no, I'm no. I I, I want. I'm you know, sorry, but no. It's not the same. <laughs> um, I wanted to look okay. at like some video game stuff, but it's just Fortnite. New season of Fortnite's out. Fortnite's the biggest game in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's all Fortnite. Octopath uh, Travelers came out, which is a big yes, deal for Switch. I want to um, play that. I put. It's by the people who made Bravely Default and Bravely Second, mm-hmm. uh, which are two old school. Uh, JRPGs on the 3DS. I really liked both of those games. Uh, if you have a Switch, you can download... There's a demo for Octopath Traveler, and it's just a three-hour yes. demo. It's just like you just play the game uh, mm-hmm. for three hours, and then yep. you can import that save. Um, yep. I, I'm really interested in that. Um, the, also, there's, the Switch is taking over right now because it's, yeah, it's adding so like small downloadable stuff that others aren't. <laughs> the Switch um, is having currently, a problem, though, where they're dumping too much stuff onto their store mm-hmm. um and it's a little bit overloaded like if you open up the front page on the store it only gotcha. services about 18 items mm-hmm. and so if you're releasing 20 things a day stuff is just getting pushed down like gotcha. pushed down that list and like they you can't have an issue of that store being overloaded and it being tough to find things well, uh, I definitely I think they could do better i definitely want to plug this real quick then um it's been available for over a year on steam but um it's a game called hollow knight Oh, Hollow Knight's so good. Yeah, and it's available on on uh, the yeah. Switch now, and I think playing it on the Switch is probably the best yeah. option. I um yeah, Hollow Knight's like a Metroidvania, very difficult Metroidvania style yes, game. Yes, with like the cutest, darkest it's such themes. A good dude. And um, design. I, think, I, think I, w- I would did. say Hollow Knight is definitely the Metroidvania game of I guess last year. I don't know. Um, I really want to say it. I would agree with you if. There hadn't been a game out last year called Dead Cells, and that's about to come which, out on Switch. Which was its rival month. for sure. Dead yeah. Cells <laughs> is one of the best one of those games I've ever played. Nice. Um, I've, I've thought about I, getting it, and again, I liked Hollow Knight no, a lot. I'm, listen, I'm Dead, Cells, Dead, Cells Dead Cells is coming out on Switch next month. Play that game on Switch. It's I'm I'm gonna buy it on Switch. I played a ton of it on PC. That game. I've is never so been so happy good. to have a Switch where they can yeah. download all these fucking yeah. games. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, like it's Dead Cells. It. Did you ever play a game called Rogue Legacy? I've not. It's very similar to Dead Cells. It's like a 2D side-scrolling Metroidvania, right. uh, okay. roguelike, where like you die and you regenerate. But it didn't feel great. Dead Cells feels so good. Like, everything about Dead Cells just feels amazing. Also, you like Hollow Knight. Go on go on YouTube and look up. They they did a Hollow Knight speed run at Awesome Games done quick this oh, January. Okay, it's really me. good. Just yeah. just look on YouTube, search Hollow Knight GDQ. You'll have two things. They did it last year in summer and this year in winter. They're both incredible. Highly recommend. Speaking of, it just ended a couple weeks ago. Game's done quick. And they do it in January and in uh, late July, early August, around then. Or no, sorry, early mid July. It is the a charity stream running, is charity marathon speed running event. 
where they bring in people, they 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 stream 24 hours a day for seven days straight, and they bring people in just to play games real fast. Uh, and it is incredible. If you've never watched any speedruns, they archive everything on YouTube. Go check it out. Um, I highly recommend this year they did a uh super mario galaxy speedrun that was incredible and they do it to raise money for charity in january they're raising money for the prevent cancer foundation uh which is probably the best cancer charity to give it to because it's the only charity in which 100 percent of the money that comes in goes directly towards treatment and research um and in the summer they raise money for doctors without borders and they this summer they raise about two million dollars each year each stream uh, each event and it's incredible um it's really cool to see an example of video games not being fucking shitty speaking of video games being fucking shitty there is another news piece to talk about there is uh, arena net is a, co- is a company they make guild wars 2 uh multiplayer and a big mmo one of their writers was posting on twitter about how tough it is to write character like narrative for that game for the player uh because the player is wants to be in control so you don't want to give their character too much personality and all that it was a really interesting thread and then this dude gets in her mentions and starts bugging her but no no it's just like you just fix it like this it's easy basically telling her did you turn it off and back on again and she eventually just said like replied to him was just like hey shut up like leave me alone I deal with this stuff constantly. You you haven't sent any of this to any of my male coworkers talking about this stuff. Leave me alone. She get a lot then, of backlash for it. And then one of her coworkers, her male coworker, stepped in and said, "Yeah, seriously, stop it. This never happens to me." Within 12 hours, both of those writers were fired. And you want to talk about giving yeah. in to harassment campaigns and hate groups? That that's the even, example. That doesn't even make any goddamn sense. That's the example. They were both fired. That, and guess what's happened in the week or two since? Do tell. A whole lot of game companies have gotten a whole lot of emails and stuff from people saying this woman that works for you was mean to me on Twitter. Fire her. Fire her. Fire her. Fire her. Fire her. Get rid of her. There was one that was going around that got sent to like three or four different companies. It was the same letter, and they basically did it. They 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 wrote the bot to send the letter to auto-generate the name of one of the women that works at the company, but they did it wrong. So it just said female name. And so, like, and who that's... Is, who is the company that started this, that, that fired uh, those two? ArenaNet. Uh, they, they developed Guild Wars 2. And yeah, it's just... It's the worst example of all the worst stuff from video games. It's the worst example of toxic fandom. It's the worst example of harassment campaigns working. And it's the worst example of... Video game developers need a fucking union. Yeah, because really then hope. this stuff wouldn't happen. I really hope that something comes from it, especially against well, ArenaNet. I hope that well, they realize how much they fucked up. Yeah, because like, how can you work at ArenaNet now? Because your job isn't secure anymore. All it takes is one dipshit on the internet. All yeah. it takes is one white supremacist fuckboy. Yeah. I will say, I will say, gaming is still the most toxic. <laughs> period oh yes it it always has been like it may always will it's i love video games i hate almost everything around them and the culture the fans i don't play online for lots of reasons but that's definitely like i I don't know listen that's the easiest thing in the world don't put on the headset like i know you can play on like i'll I'll play i play plenty of games online i just don't put on the headset oh Um, i I mean i guess but there's also just like i don't know there's still the visual abusiveness of that You, you know they see what level you are or whatever they'll take you out first and then I don't know. it's like, not I, fun anymore well but like most games are really good about if they do service what level you are which most games don't they put you with people in similar levels like overwatch is very okay. good about that 
Um, oh, yeah, I mean, I know Overwatch like, is like, like the best example for sure, and it still has some pretty shitty people in its fan base. Oh, um, but yeah, like, know, like video still, game it's a, is, still a video game. <laughs> I think so much of it is the idea of a gamer. It's this idea that like video game people have wrapped up their entire identity into their hobby and that's yeah. not healthy and so oh, no. it, in, in a way that you don't see from people who really like music or who really like movies we really like movies we don't introduce ourselves as like oh no i'm a movie buff but like it's a normal thing to just be like oh yeah i'm a gamer like yeah. that's my whole identity and that's not good like that's not healthy i want that's i want to use this as a sorry i want to use this as a uh, transition into the next thing i want to talk uh -huh. about um some anime stuff real quick, which I know is not your strong suit, but uh, yeah, transition ahead. into that. Uh, anime Expo was just uh, the other yes, weekend. I saw that. And there's a lot of cosplay. Just I love watching, looking at the cosplay pictures because stuff's really good. And um, there's a female co-worker with me, and she's huge in the cosplay. Yeah. And she was showing me all these things. And this kind of goes with the gaming situation where I think it boils down to and this is going to be really blunt and maybe like, you know, super straightforward thinking. But I, I think we just have to admit this. Guys just really don't understand how girls think at all. Because I asked her, because she, she even said, it's like, um, I cosplay as this, but I've never seen this show. I've cosplay as this and never seen the show. And that's one, been one of the biggest angry, toxic, nonsensical well, it's, things. Where, it's, just, oh, it's, she, it's, it's gatekeeping. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, oh, she doesn't know anything about this. How dare she dress like it? And, I, and so I just asked her, it's like, so why do you dress as these characters if you've never seen the show stuff? And her answer, she had two answers. One, I had no clue was a thing. It was very fascinating. The first one was, you know, she liked the way it looked. Of yeah. course. The second one was, well, I had a cosplay of this and this that a friend of mine who also cosplays wanted to borrow it, so we switched. I'm yeah. Like, what? Oh, I, yeah. People like, genuinely... in cosplay communities are like, like they're incredibly collaborative and like they'll yeah. switch stuff all the time. And like, yeah, like yeah. it's a, like, I know and some that, people who are really. I just think that that's a concept. And yeah, just, like yeah. it's very, it's very collaborative and it's very just like, it's not gatekeepy. It's very and that's much like, just a concept that guys don't get for the most part. Very, especially very traditional gamers and traditional anime um, people. Yeah. Is they don't get this concept well, of, of just because you've never seen it doesn't mean you can't participate. Well, no, it's not that they don't get the concept. They understand the concept. They just don't want it to be a thing because they don't want the outsider in. It's it's the idea of othering. It's that like if you aren't a tr straight white dude, if you are not the guy, like if you're not the person that is viewed as default normal you don't belong and so they yeah. understand that it's fine if you don't watch the show to dress up but they won't admit, like they, they they won't accept it because no 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 this is mine this belongs to me and you're trying to take it from me mm -hmm. because having people who are different than you enjoy something to them is like you're losing because that's what society has instilled in them it, yeah it's it's the idea that like that this is a zero-sum game that, and there's a limited amount to go around so if someone comes in and gets some enjoyment off of it that that's less enjoyment that they get to have and it's fucked up and i don't know how to fix it i, I don't i don't know it, it well no i know how to fix it you fucking you 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 block off those people you tell those people they're not welcome and you don't ignore them like because that's the big thing is like oh just don't just don't just don't give in like what you're saying is oh just go over there and suffer in silence shut up like mm -hmm. no you tell them they're not welcome 
and you tell them to fuck off. Talking about Anime Expo, though, like, I am a big fan of the website Giant Bomb, and two of the guys yes. from Giant Bomb have recently discovered they really like anime. Because they, they uh, started playing Dragon Ball Fighters when it came out, and they were like, maybe we should watch Dragon Ball Z. So they started watching <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Kai, and they do a podcast like where they watch like five episodes of Kai a week and get together and talk about it. And they went to Anime Expo as uh, invites from Crunchyroll, and they did a Anime 101 panel where people sent in clips from anime, and they showed it to them. Like, what do you think about this? Would you want to watch this show? And they talked I about do, how I do love that. Honestly, yeah. I do love. And um, they, you've never they, seen this before, okay? Yeah. They talked uh, about how on the giant bombcast this week, how they went to they got a they, they they got a pass for the convention for about an hour, and they walked around and they were and they went up to this huge cosplay booth, and they were like, "Boy, we really figured out where Dragon Ball is on the hierarchy of anime," because we walked up and we were like, "Do y'all have any like uh, Dragon Ball Z stuff, like any Goku wigs or anything like that?" And they said the girl looked at them in disgust. It was like, "No," which kind of <laughs> lets you know where Dragon Ball is in the larger, especially the cosplay community. Well, the co- definitely the cosplay community because it's you know you want to talk about gatekeeping. Well, um, I, I don't think it's gatekeeping <laughs> as much as it's just played out. Like, there's a lot of other stuff you can. There like, is. You know, there is. What, but, but, what, you know. Why would you? Why would you do Goku for the millionth time when you can do fucking all but, all my? But to me, but to me, and I understand you can do like you know. There's way more into cosplay, and, and I'm not trying to knock it or anything. But cosplay is. In, in, the, in a sense, like Halloween, where you could be the same thing every time if you want. Oh yeah, but like um, the the a lot of people don't realize about cosplays. Like the people don't do it. The fun in cosplay is making it. Yes. And so you can wear the same thing every time, but like why? Like, <laughs> that you enjoy making new things. Yeah. And because like, I've got a friend of mine who has a killer like school uniform Deku cosplay from My Hero Academia. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, and like, and they have like a couple other different permu- uh, permutations mm-hmm. because you know they didn't just want to stick with that one. But um, yeah. So speaking of you know '90s anime specifically, was uh, just finished a few weeks ago. Um, that I can't stop being high off enough is an anime called Megalobox, which I've explained yes, to you. Yes, you told me um, about that. Yeah, it is probably the most brilliant construction i've seen in anime as far as how it got made because they for the first for the first time that i'm aware and i've known a lot of anime youtubers have non-stop talked about as well they um down downgraded the the cell the selling after each um image and stuff to where this is a basically an original anime it is um the 50th anniversary celebration of um if i can of a boxing anime and I mm-hmm. want to say it correctly. It's like Akane no Joe or something like that. And I probably butchered that first part. But everyone knows what who knows knows what I'm yeah. talking about. Um, and it's just celebrating that. And it's not technically based on any of that. It is a futuristic setting instead. Um, but it looks exactly like Cowboy Bebop. They they have used tw- 2018 anime making technology, whatever that is, and it looks like yeah, somebody computers. forgot of. <laughs> Forgot a VHS box set of this anime back in '95 and just now found it or yeah. something. That's how beautiful it looks. Um, the main character looks like Spike Spiegel, basically. Nice. Um, but it, it is good and it is, um, I would dare say, Creed level of storytelling as oh, wow. far as, yeah, definitely. Like, like for film people who, if, like, if you liked Creed and you don't know anything about anime and you want to find a place to start, 
and you want something new and to see what um, the current level of animation abil- capabilities are, this show, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it is my favorite of the Yeah, I, I the, watched like, the uh, first 10 minutes of the first episode, and it blew me away. Like, it was yeah. a strike. There's also, a couple. Yeah, good. Uh, there's another anime that started. It, it doesn't have the best uh, CGI, but the rest is pretty good. It's called Golden Kamui. Uh-huh. And it is uh, right after the uh, Jap- Japanese-Prussian or Rus- Russian War. Japanese-Russian uh-huh. War in the early 19... It's like 1915 or something. I can't remember. No. no I was going to say, that would have just been World War One. Yeah. I think it was the 20s. So there's like gold up in the mountains of northern Japan, and this guy who is like the most crazy, badass anime. Like he he's basically like if uh, Guts from Berserk was a military soldier because he's been like stabbed and almost murdered that much, and he's super crazy and scarred up. <laughs> and he meets this little uh, this girl, and she is from uh, the super native part of japan because there's a section and i don't think a lot of people know this they're called the ainu and they're technically on um, on an island that's part of japan and they are treated very differently they're treated in a lot of the same concepts the way they still are today and the way they have been by their own people sadly because they because they have um they can grow facial hair essentially is is their big distinctive difference they are considered you know even by probably today's standards maybe not as bad but but for the longest time they were considered like half breeds of russian and japanese people yeah and they're treated a lot like how native americans are treated here by by settlers and stuff like that yeah um is the same concept so they're they're like savages or whatever but um there's gold up in those mountains and it turns into this batshit crazy treasure hunt with a bunch of prisoners and stuff who escaped who all have each prisoner has um tattoos that were put on their back by the guy who hid the gold yeah um when he was put in prison and they all have different parts of the map tattooed on their bodies and it turns into a quentin tarantino period piece of just crazy bullshit fuckery um people killing each other and skinning the parts of the map off each other to finish the map and it is bonkers it is and it's it's funny it's actually very funny (laughs) That um, seems that's really cool. Yeah, it's really crazy. It's it's, I think very much if Quentin Tarantino has never seen anime or read manga, if he picked this up first, he'd be like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, uh, the I've got two things. Uh, yeah. First off, is a little bit of a okay. So uh, there's a really good podcast I like called Thirty Twenty Ten. It takes a look at this week in pop culture, thirty, twenty, and ten years ago. Um, oh wow! And yeah, it's really cool. Highly recommend it. Uh, the one that they just did was the week of the thirteenth through the nineteenth, thirty yeah. years ago. Fish Called Wanda came out, one of the best <laughs> comedies of all time. Akira came out in Japan. Yes. And fucking Die Hard came out. Oh, that's, that's a hell of a week. That's in, an interesting parallel. <laughs> in 1998, uh, Something About Mary, one of the quintessential comedies in the 90s, and uh, Mask of Zorro, the Antonio Banderas, Catherine Zeta Zorro yes. movie, which is really good. 2008, we're coming up, you're four days away from the 10-year anniversary of the movie that I watched last night. We are almost 10 years away from the release of The Dark Knight. No. July 18th, yeah. 2008. I rewatched it last night. I was like, you know what? That'd be something fun to talk about. I hadn't watched this movie in a while. This might be controversial, 
That movie's really fucking good. Like that movie is still that really good. That movie's still really good. Yeah, I thought it's being facetious. It's a joke. I know. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, no, like that movie is like it doesn't feel like. I, it's aged today. That might be the least dated movie I've ever seen in my entire life. It still looks incredible. The directing is still inc- like, oh my god! Like it doesn't feel like a normal movie. Like it doesn't flow like a normal movie in a good way. Jesus, God, that movie's so good. Rewatch the Dark yeah. Knight, everybody. <laughs> I just I remember the day it came out. We went and saw it. Me and my friend Stephen and Jonathan and a couple other people. And we like went to Walmart and got like blank white t-shirts and paint and wrote like why so serious and like made our own t-shirts oh and stuff. And we got we went to the movie theater the day before. Said we want a ticket to the twelve fifty and the three o'clock showing. Or the twelve fifty and the four o'clock showing of the Dark Knight. <laughs> no, you want yeah, we want two in a row. And so we Jesus. saw the Dark Knight. We sat on the very back. Saw the Dark Knight. The show ended. We got out, peed, got drink and popcorn refills, and then sat on the front row and watched it again. Uh, that I had movie, no idea about this. Yeah, and that movie's still so good. I don't know when the last time we watched The Dark Knight is, but Jesus God, everybody rewatched The Dark Knight. I just can't imagine where Heath Ledger's career would be right now. Right? It would be and tremendous. They actually made a good point on that podcast and actually ties together with a lot of stuff we've been talking about. The Dark Knight might be the first example of very loud, toxic culture because you might not remember there's a lot of toxicity around the dark knight people hated the casting of heath ledger as the joker yes they did hated it yes they did set photos came out hated the way he looked yep. they hated maggie joe hall taking over for katie holmes because she's not hot enough and then the movie came out like the trailer came out they were and then everybody was like oh my god this is so looks incredible and actually on that on that podcast they played the audio from the very first teaser and i got goosebumps all over again because i vividly remember where i was the first time i watched that teaser right when it got first released and how much it blew me away and then the movie got reviewed and any critic who said oh this is like a 9 out of 10 instead of a 10 out of 10 was immediately descended upon by a hate mob from the internet because they were like what are you you this is the best movie ever made we haven't seen it yet but we know like that is the perfect maybe the first example of like what we know now to be like internet toxic fandom was all around the dark knight Um, especially at that scale yeah how much it made for sure Yes, um, but God damn that movie's so good. Uh, but the other thing that I've really been digging, I just finished it uh, the other day. I watched the second season of Glow. I have, you, have not have, gotten to it yet, and I want to Have you watched the first badly. season? Um, yes, I love the first season. That Glow. show is really good. The second season's incredible. Yes. I really like the second. I think it. I, I think it's better. It's the only wrestling-related thing I can get my girlfriend to watch, and she <laughs> really likes, so that's they why I haven't actually, seen season two yet. W- this isn't a spoiler. One of the sh- episodes in season two is just an episode of glow it is <laughs> so good. oh my god one of the episodes is just an episode of the show that's brilliant no changes at all well no no no, no. i'm sorry it's not an episode of it's an episode of glow with the production style production yeah. style production value yes. oh that's ooh. yeah it's like ooh, it's, i love it's those a, it's an kind of things that's of a... the show that they are producing in the netflix show glow not an episode of the original okay. glow from the 80s okay, okay. but yeah yeah but but it's, them doing the same production style stuff yeah. that's like a community joke it's really good <laughs> um, that's like oh man. they they dig into some stuff like they dig into some like some like me too like sexual harassment stuff but they handle Ooh, it wow. very very well Good. like they don't 
get like they've handled it maybe some of the best I've ever seen. So speaking yeah, of wrestling, I guess. Uh, yeah, I was about to say yeah. So see that you can turn off your podcast right? now, or you can yeah, be crazy and just listen. Say, uh, just... Yeah. What? Wait, wait. What's that? Wait. What's that? Do you hear that? Do you hear that at the door? Wrestling. It's time for the wrestling corner. <laughs> That's good. Uh, uh, so yeah, um, I don't want to get too deep into this because uh, the G one started. The G one has started. <laughs> the G one climax. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. The best climax. Tournament. The best possible climax you can have. Yeah, is I, was, G1. Well, I was talking to my friend Fax about this. Who's the one who's who's ruined the story of the Golden Lovers? I was yes. like, what do you love the most? And he was like, I don't know. At the moment, probably Overwatch League. He's really into Overwatch League, and the playoffs are going on right now. And I was like, imagine. Yes, for I already a know month, where you're going. For a month, almost every day, you wake up, and there's the fucking best of the Overwatch League, the best in the world to watch like three hours of every day. That's the G1. Absolutely. And he was like, oh, God, that sounds incredible. Uh, so, yeah, so we've got. Yeah. If you um, don't know what Japanese wrestling is, uh, it's 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 anime times a thousand. It's the best. It, it's it's. So I don't good. know. There's not a performance art like Japanese wrestling, in my opinion. No, not at all. It's it's oh, super God, intense. Wanna... They get to do a lot more. They can be more socially aware and and risky while still staying very grounded. Yeah, like and they don't tell the stories. They tell stories differently. They don't tell stories really like. Over and over the top speeches like they do in WWE. Yeah, most it's not larger than life. It's yeah. like man, do or die. Yeah, most of the stories are totally ring, but the characters are very large in the life. Uh, they actually talked about this on the Giant Beast cast this week or the Giant Bomb cast this week. Like the best example that you can think of is like New Japan kind of feels like the wrestling uh, that you would write in your binder in middle school. Like we're gonna have a guy that's the Switchblade. Uh, yeah, and this guy's name actually. is just evil. And, but it works. Okay, it works so, so well. as someone who did that with Dragon Ball Z characters in high school, I can agree. Yeah, it works I so well. I was so bored at one point in high school that I took every single character from Dragon Ball Z that was like listed in the the fight the one of the, like it was Budokai Tenkaichi three at the time or whatever. I took them all and I just made a huge wrestling thing and nice. did manager mode with them and that. Is yes. basically what New Japan is yep. right now. Um, also, I, I opened up the Wikipedia page for the G1 to see like the different blocks and where everybody is, and I accidentally got spoiled in the one match I haven't watched so far this week. Why would you do that? But Jay White, yeah, beat Okada. Ooh, what's happening to Okada? Yeah, Jay fucking White. But oh man, I pulled. I called that. I called <laughs> spoilers. Jay spoilers. White <laughs> I called Jay White beating Okada. I 100 mm -hmm. did. They actually on Reddit on the the wrestling subreddit they actually had a pick'em. Where you mm -hmm. like pick the winners of each match of the G1, pick and they actually, they had what they called the Okada Double Down, where you would get two points for getting it correct, or, or on the normal on a normal pick, two points for getting it correct, uh, zero points for getting it right, or get it wrong. On Okada, if you chose Okada to lose, you had the option of whether or not to double down on that. And so if he lost and you doubled down and you were correct, you would get four points. But if you doubled down and you were incorrect, you would lose two points. Um, Did you doubled down? No, I didn't end up doing it. It was a lot. There's a lot of matches in the G1. I don't have that kind That's of time. Fair. So, yeah, um, Block A is kind of boring. Uh, block A is Oh, fine. yeah, everyone's been talking about Block B. Well, yeah, because sure. Block A is, like, when are Block A is going to be Okada? Like, Michael Hogan's not going to win. Makabe's not going to win. Hangman Page isn't going to win. Tanahashi's not going to win. Jay White's not going to win. Suzuki's not going to win. Evil, Yoshihashi, Bad Luck, Fale, they're not going to win. Okay, so actually, I want to bring up Hangman Page. You say that he's not going to win, but um, 
Somebody pointed out that I was listening to um, podcast. I uh, can't remember which one now. Sorry. But um, they were talking about how the last couple of shows, the um, announcers have been pushing and promoting Heyman Page every match he's been in, like talking about him more uh, than anything else. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Heyman, like Page is ready for a push, but also they could have done that because yesterday ESPN.com released a profile of Adam Page. Yes, yes, that too. So That's, I was also going to bring that up. To so. build him up to be a bigger deal because they knew they had this big ESPN piece coming out about him. Gotcha. Um, but I do wonder – so, so then maybe well. the the final – what's the final block match for A? Oh, let me see. Um, Is it Okada versus Hangman? No. Give me a second. Give me a second. Um, okay, so the final main event is – oh, what do you think it's going to be? Look at block A. It's Tanahashi Okada. All right, Tanahashi's in – a. Okay, sure. But, um, um, let me see. I say Hangman uh, beats Okada and Tanahashi. I'm going to throw ooh, that out right I don't now. think Hangman beats Okada. I think those are the only two losses Okada will take. Is, oh, um, wow. Jay White this... and so Hangman. tonight, it's Naito Omega is the main event. But we're also getting Ibushi and Zack Sabre Jr. and Juice Robinson ooh. and Tamatanga. Those are th- all three of three. And oh, Ishii Lord. And... Yeah, Ishii and Toro Yano, which is going to be fine. Toro Yano is like a really entertaining dude. I think he's going to get. I love Toro Yano. Honestly, great. I'd probably. He's. I think Toro Yano. You, you realize Ishii. that dude has a has like three wins over Tanahashi. Like Toro Yano is the spoiler in the G1. He gets yes. like quick upset. I think he beats Ishii and then Sonata versus Goto. Um, on the 16th, it's Tanahashi versus Jay White, and I think whether he wins that or not is going to show how high they are on Jay White. And then we've got Ibushi versus Juice Robinson on the 19th. On the see, uh, so this isn't a full thing. Oh man, on the uh, on August 2nd, you've got Suzuki versus Okada, and then the final match, Omega versus Ibushi. I think that will be Omega's only loss. No, no, he'll lose another because because here's the thing, he's gonna have to lose more than one to not win his block, and he's not going to win his block. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, IWGP champion never, never wins, wins G1. Block. Never. That's fair. Uh, hasn't happened since 2000. What I think it's going to be, I think block B is going to be going towards, in the very last night, Naito is going to be at the top, and it's going to be Ibushi has to beat Omega to win the block over Ooh, Naito. I like that. I think it's going to come down to Naito it, it, or Ibushi. Ibushi's and here's what I'm afraid of though. I'm afraid of Naito just winning because Are I you? don't know if Omega holds the belt until Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, once you get to that, okay. Like I don't know if he Maybe. does. They, Naito could win. And I thought the climax was a guaranteed. Um, it's a guaranteed title shot if you win the yeah, climax. At, but that at, doesn't at the kingdom though. Yeah, at Wrestle Kingdom, it is. So, but so who do you think is gonna take the belt from him? You think Naito will take the belt from him early? No, I I think Wrestle Kingdom. Could very well see a main event again of Okada versus Naito with Naito beating Okada. Because I think it's either that or it's going to be Ibushi and, and Kenny. And if it's Ibushi and Kenny, Ibushi's winning because Gaijin doesn't win Wrestle Kingdom ever. No Gaijin wins the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. That's very rarely, that's something. very rarely is a Gaijin in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. Remember when AJ right. Styles had the title, dropped it right before Wrestle Kingdom, and then got it back right after Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah. So that's what. So you think they're so, gonna drop it to Okada? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I wonder if they are because Kenny's contract is up after Wrestle Kingdom. Ooh. I think he resigns. I don't think yeah. he leaves. Yeah. But it would show how much faith they have in Kenny if they would if they let him stand tall at the end of Wrestle Kingdom because that's um, never happened before. And he's 
He's been like the longest tenure guy in there too, hasn't he? Like he was there before Devitt, and he's still there. Yeah, yeah, he's. Oh well, not necessarily a New Japan because I think he was in Pro Wrestling Noah originally. Like Kenny Omega go to New he, Japan. Like he was in like for six months or something. Like him and like like him and Ibushi did some uh, stuff in Noah, yeah, and then they yeah, both no, got yeah. signed. He was uh he, yeah he had his debut in 2010 with the Golden Lovers. Yeah, um, so yeah, yeah, like 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 what it was was him and Ibushi's matches in Noah made New Japan sign yeah. them. Uh, yeah, so, well, no, it wasn't think... Noah. I'm sorry, it was DDT. Oh yes, okay, that's right. Yeah, um, but that's the best thing is that it's. Ibushi versus um versus Omega in the building so then, in Budokan so Hall where they had their match in 2012 that Ibushi won. Yes. That the building that Ibushi has been banned from since 2012. Because <laughs> he did like a moonsault off of a balcony and they told him not to and he did it anyway. I guess I'm, he's unbanded. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what he's gonna do this time to get banned again. <laughs> um, hi, hide the fireworks. Um uh, so I well in this case I think that I think Kenny will lose to Tom Tomatonga then. I think yeah, I think Kenny drop. Uh, yeah, I think Kenny loses to Tong, Tomatonga because like Tomatonga is Tomatonga Yano. Is, I say Yano, Naito, really? and Ibushi. Yano, okay. Because oh, yeah. remember last year I mean, he dropped that's one. That's the thing. Yano is the, the like the you said he's the spoiler, yeah. but he's specifically the spoiler to whoever the champion is. Because didn't yep. he beat Okada last beat year? Beat Okada. I don't know if he beat yeah. him last year, but he beat Okada. Uh, yeah, Yano's that guy, and I love it. Okada I love versus what Yano, Yano is. Yano no, is Okada won last year. Okay. Who did Yano beat last year? Yano beat Elgin. He beat Kojima. He beat Juice Robinson and Sonata, um, which are decent. Yeah, like, yeah Yano only ends up getting about four or five wins each tournament. No, I know that. I just I I thought he always got at least one big name. No, the year before that he beat Evil Naito and Omega, and that was yeah. the year Omega won the G One. Yeah, Naito. Yeah, Naito was uh, definitely. But yeah, I think I think it's going to come down to Ibushi and Naito. It's all B block, and then and so we got Omega versus Naito tonight, which is going to be really good. I I forgot. Because it was like, oh, Saturday. There's a show on Saturday, which means I'll watch it on Sunday. Like, the first show Saturday, so I'll watch it Sunday. And they're like, oh, no, they're like a day ahead. First show Saturday, so I'll watch it Saturday morning. Oh, Yano yeah, pinned like, Suzuki last year. Yeah. In so, so. under seven minutes. But, yeah, like, if you like wrestling, if you have any, like, New Japan World, it's $9. Check it out. Like, it's, it's definitely worth. It's definitely worth for this month just for the G1. Yes. Although, New Japan World is a weird thing where, like, they renew at the beginning of the month. It's not a 30-day. It is a at the beginning of every month. So if you sign up right now, you get charged again on August 1st. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Like, fucking the G1 is so good. Watch the G1. Um, it's just the best. Uh, and this year, for the first time, every single show of the G1 has English commentary. Uh, if Japanese commentary is, is, a, is something in your way... It's all about it's all English commentary. Uh, Kevin Kelly's a great commentator. They had uh, and that's Rocky... all on World, right? Yeah, it's all on NJPWWorld.com. Uh, there's a Google Chrome add-on you can get that makes navigating uh, New Japan World's website much better because you can only do so much with Google Translate. Highly recommend it if you have any interest. It's so good. It's like it's not like the over-the-top ridiculous theatrics of the WWE. It is like a real sporting competition. It is incredible athletics. It's stuff that you've never seen before. Speaking of, we're going to jump over to WWE for just a minute. I just want to do a quick rundown of Extreme Rules, which is tomorrow night, and get predictions. Uh, Almas versus Sin Cara got added to the pre-show. What do we got? Almas. Almas, obviously. Uh, New Day versus Sanity in the pre-show. Sanity? Yeah. In a tables, tables match, match, too, isn't it? Tables match. 
Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax, Extreme Rules match for the Raw Women's Championship. I mean, Alexa probably retains. I don't know. Probably, yeah. Um, AJ I'd Styles like versus Nia to have it back, but it's fine. Yeah, AJ Styles versus Rusev. AJ retains. On Rusev Day? Yep, on Rusev Day. All right. I think we're going towards AJ versus Joe at SummerSlam. Uh, uh, Hell in a Cell. Oh, no, no, SummerSlam. Yeah, sorry. Hell in a Cell is after. Yeah, it is, but you know, I, I, I the I card subject changed. I, I don't know if it'll go that far, but I think that's gonna be. I don't have any reason to think it other than my gut. I um, want them to have because they are AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. I want them to have three matches. Yeah, but that's um, me. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus the B Team for the Raw Tag Team Championships. I I'm think, terrified of a B Team upset, not because they don't deserve it. It's just, I mean, it's, it's I, I, I'd too be, silly for me. I mean, if listen, that makes any sense. You tell me you didn't mark out when Slater and Rhino won the titles? It's basically the same thing. I kind of like Slater a lot more. I like the team, but I think Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt keep it. Yeah. Uh, Carmella and Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship with James Ellsworth in a shark cage. <sighs> Carmella. I, yeah, like I want Asuka to have it by now, but. No, it's I, no I don't want Asuka to have it by now. I don't want Asuka to be in a championship program right now. Like, she should. Like, I think it's too early. Like, have Carmella like have Carmella have a decent reign, have Asuka have her own storylines, and then Asuka can win the championship at like SummerSlam or Survivor Series. Like they You say it's too early. Asuka's been on the main roster for a year. She super duper hasn't. Or no no Yeah, she yeah, premiered she, at uh, in October. Survivor series. No. So yeah, she, almost. She, All right, ten months. Anyway, no. Can you not do math? I but, can't I I cannot do month. Anyway, uh I uh, but like I I think it's too soon on SmackDown. She had her big thing at WrestleMania. I think Carmella should have a de- like Carmella won it the night after WrestleMania when she cashed in. I don't like the idea of immediately putting her with Asuka. I think that's too soon. Like I don't know. It's too, I don't think it's too soon yeah. in Asuka's career. I think it's too soon in Carmella's reign. Okay. I think the that's reign fair. should be ended by fair. Asuka, but she shouldn't have been the anyway. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell No. Bludgeon Brothers retain, I think. I think they're going to give it to Hell No. Listen, if Team Hell No wins and they look at each other and they say, we are the tag team champions, I'm going to fucking cry. It's, um, okay, so either – here's a crazy idea. Either they they do that or they lose or they win and then Kane takes the mic and goes, I've always fucking hated you and beats the shit out no, of No, <laughs> Here's the thing. If they win, they drop them back. Yes. Like, Next, I'm like oh God, like like they on, drop back like on a SmackDown, yeah, like on SmackDown, because yes. I think you gotta have Miz and Brian on SummerSlam, yeah. just in case. I, I feel like they're kind of like going through Daniel Bryan's greatest hits, just in case he doesn't sign a new contract in September. Even though they have started advertising him for shows in October, card subject to change. I don't know. I think SummerSlam is the right place to do Miz versus Brian, but we'll see. Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins in a thirty-man Iron Man match. I think it's gonna be Rollins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's going to be a great match. I hope it opens the show. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. Roman, obviously. I'm going to say Bobby Lashley just so if it happens, you can I can be smart. like, I was right. Yep. Yeah, but if uh, it doesn't, it's just another Roman's Tuesday. Yep. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Nakamura. I think Hardy retains. Mm. It, it, it would be a little too early, and also, I don't know. I don't know. I Actually, think they want to give Nakamura, Nakamura a title yeah, by now. you know what? I think Nakamura takes it. I'm going to change. I think Nakamura takes it. He needs he, it. he needs a title. Yeah, he needs after it After not winning minute. the WWE Championship in his like, feud, after what, winning the five, Royal Rumble five and everything. matches in a row, yeah. yeah. Um, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Finn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely Finn. Uh, no. Bush. 
Really? Okay. I think Corbin Fuckery is is super strong it's right now. Possible, yeah. So, and also there's been a tease. I can't. I don't know who. I never looked it up. But there's been a tease of someone returning as Corbin's enforcer while he's commissioner. Like I, he should be his own enforcer. Like I get the it, only we'll person see. that would do that is Jason Jordan. He's the only person set to return soon. That would be so weird. I don't think. Yeah, and that's why I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, all right. Honestly, I could I could see them doing. I think that's the most either way match for me. Actually, is Finn yeah. and Corbin. I think they I want think Finn Cor- takes it. They're still high on Finn, Finn, but Corbin's getting a bit of a push. Yeah, Finn to me it seems he could take any amount of loss, and he'll always be where he is. Like Finn's not a guy who will ever go lower than yeah. what he's at. Uh, Corbin, I think they they've they have tried two summers in a row now to try to get Corbin over as an important heel. And they're trying this angle, so they need to make but, it work. But this time it's working. Like, I think this constant. I, I know, but to solidify really well. it, he needs at least one pay per view. Like, I think his yeah. first pay per view win would work, and then he can lose the next one. God, has he won on pay per view? Are you saying, like, ever or recently? Like, ever. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure he has. I think he's beat Ziggler when he first showed up. That's right. Everyone does. God. <laughs> but that Listen, was two years ago. That feud was terrible, but it had one of my favorite moments. Where, because, like, Corbin kept, like, lobeling Ziggler and stuff like that. And Ziggler was like, we're going to have a traditional wrestling match. And he came out in, like, a singlet, like, a wrestling, like, headgear, like, with, like, a mouth guard. Like, cause he, he's, I'm, like, a wrestler. I'm a wrestler's wrestler. We're going to have a traditional wrestling match. And Corbin's like, I'll humor you. And Corbin comes out and gets in the ring. And the bell rings. And Ziggler kicks him in the dick. <laughs> That's one of the best things I've ever seen. I forgot about that. It That's was so great. good. And the last one on this list, Braun Strowman beating Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. Let's be real. Picking up the entire steel cage and hitting yep. Kevin Owens with it. And that's the problem with Baron, with Braun Strowman winning the Money in the Bank. Mr. Money in the Bank is supposed to go on a losing streak. Oh, no. It's a steel cage. No, it's going to happen. He's going to throw him through the, the wall? cage and no, he's going to win that way. Do that again. He already did that with Big Show. Dude. I, I know. I think I think it's, this is it's just... It's double-double E, man. No, I think this is just Braun winning. He's a monster, even though he shouldn't because Mr. Money in the Bank's supposed to go on a losing streak before he cashes in anyway. Which means he's not going to cash in Which, for a while. God, no. They'll never have Braun go on a losing streak. Because right. Braun's not the right person for Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank's supposed to go on an underhanded heel, not a monster. I'm afraid what's going to happen is it's going to be like Braun's going to cash in at like SummerSlam when it's Roman versus Brock, and he's going to win. Gonna no, he's going to win, and but the story's still going to be, oh, he gets stolen from Roman again. Poor Roman. Yep. Poor Roman. Yep. But that's the card for Extreme Rules. Like, honestly, it's, oh, no, actually, there's one more thing I want to go over. The card for Slammiversary this year. Do it, because I don't know anything. Uh, Tessa Blanchard versus Allie, who is, uh, you might not know Allie very well. She's very good in just a straight singles match. LAX versus LAX in a 51-50 street fight. Oh, man, I remember those. A Eddie those Edwards cool. versus Tommy Dreamer in a House of Hardcore Rules match. Whoa, uh, Tommy Dreamer is the back again. I didn't know that. Yeah. Taiji Ishimori versus Rich Swan versus Johnny Impact versus Phoenix in a Fatal 4-Way. For just flips and giggles? Yes. Uh, Pentagon right, versus Sammy Callahan in a Mask versus Hair match. Matt Seidel versus right. Brian Cage for the X Division Championship. Sue Young. Have you looked at Sue Young? Have you looked at any uh-uh. Sue Young stuff? You should look no. up Sue Young. Sue Young's really good. Sue Young versus Madison Rain for the Knockouts Championship. Austin Aries versus Moose for the World Championship. That is a good card. 
that is yeah, a really been, good card. Man, they've been building up Moose for a while. I, knew I that think much. this is when he takes it because Moose had to wrestle Eli Drake to be the mm-hmm. number one contender, um, which and they just signed Eli Drake to a long term contract. Nice. Uh, so he is very much their future. They also they signed Tessa Blanchard to a two year deal. And yeah, like and they they've like consolidated a bit. They got rid of the Impact Grand Championship, which was dumb. Austin Aries held both it and the World Championship, so they just merged them. Uh, this mm-hmm. Pentagon. Oh, also on Impact, they address in canon the fact that Phoenix and Pentagon are brothers. Whoa, um, you silly like, gringos! You're not supposed to like, do that. They because um. One of the guys from OVE, which is the weird, like, like Sammy Callahan and his dudes are like this weird, like almost looking like sanity, like crazy. Yeah. But I, just I called, saw, I saw them attack Pentagon. Yeah. And I was but like, they're just oh, called okay. Ohio versus everything, and like, man, that's a really disarming. Like, really? Like, I mean, I think I could are, deal are, with Ohio. Are they like? <laughs> no, are they like just like bikers all, in a Scott Pilgrim? I mean, they're comic? all from like, Ohio. So, that's yeah. funny. Um, I like so, it. It's dumb. And so, like, they one of the guys from OVE was beating down, or was wrestling Phoenix, and they started beating him down. And then Pentagon ran out. You can't see the air quotes. And uh, Josh <laughs> Matthews was like, "That's his brother. That's his brother." And it's it was uh, Sammy Callahan in a Pentagon mask with like the paint on his mouth. Um, actually, mm. looked really cool. And then they yanked them. He yanked the mask off and tried to take the mask off of uh, Phoenix. And then Pent- the real Pentagon ran out. It was a good thing. That is but super yeah, like, cool. It's, the it's integration t- of uh, Lucha Underground. Yeah, so like it's what I've been talking about lately. Like wrestling's really good right now. Like see what you about WWE, but like Impact's doing great. Lucha Underground's doing great. And then you have the entirety of the G1. Like if you if you only want to pay attention to the G1 for the next month, there's more than enough. Wrestling's yeah, really it's a good. good. Month right now. It's really good. Like sure. everybody's kind of firing on all cylinders. NXT mm-hmm. is great. We're going into Brooklyn, which is NXT's WrestleMania. Yep. And which is probably yeah, I, I be... just I just caught up with all the NXT stuff. Yep. Man. And it's looking it's... like Starting with Brooklyn, the ta- uh, takeovers are going to be a bit longer. They're going to start earlier, nice. um, which I think is fine. Uh, are, NXT are there any is... official matches announced? Not yet that I can think of. Um, I, I want to predict a few. I, I think Gargano, Champa, and Aleister Black and a triple threat for the championship. Oh, okay. See, that makes the most sense. Okay. Because I was Gargano, because thinking... Champa and Aleister Black have a title match only two weeks. Right, right, right. On, okay. On uh, NXT, and I yeah, think yeah, no, that's deserving. Gargano I does something to screw in my ear. Yeah, never mind. I don't want to predict. That makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Gargano. Oh no, EC3 versus um, Velveteen Dream. Velveteen. Though. Yeah, which is weird. Who's the, who's the face in that match? Oh, EC3 Velveteen? is a face, man. Is, have is you he? not seen? I have you not seen watched, every time? Look, look he's a smug prick, but he listen. he hugs and high fives everyone. Really, that's interesting. And and I think it's it's the idea of like eventually when he's like full on heel challenging for the title, he's just gonna be like, "You guys are so easy. I just yeah. gonna shake your ugly, filthy hands, and then high five you, make yeah. you feel special, and you love me." So I think that that's really smart. But yeah, the two thing, the two times I they've shown EC3 coming to the um, yeah. NXT building, he is in line with the fans and taking pictures and stuff. Uh, and there's an NX3 section. Like, like yeah. they have just pit, they have it's like, weird. I guess yeah, they have the, like the, the Paul, Paul like Heyman it. guy stuff or whatever, yeah. you know, the Cesaro section, it just says NX3. There's a huh. bunch of them. Yeah. So, so he's going to be a, a, a pseudo face okay. for that match for sure. And then, and then, 
uh, tag Rick. team championships. Uh, probably Mustache Mountain challenging with the rematch. Because you're all uh, no, right? no, 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 no. Um, I don't think so. Have you heard about? It may be kayfabe, so maybe that's it. Yeah, but, um, I think the Trent kayfabe, Seven had his think, leg all screwed up. Yeah, I think that's a kayfabe injury. Yeah. Um. But but I think that was more of a highlight to hype up um, NXT UK. Just um, them winning the titles was just like yeah. to, to get a headline. Yeah. Um. I think. Um. Yeah. So so I've been thinking a lot about this, and I want to say they could get a triple threat out of it. With I think who? it might be the Mighty and the War Raiders. Yeah, because those are all heels. Those are three heel teams. The War Raiders are heels? Yeah. Man, I thought they've been getting, like, cheers and stuff. Oh, yeah, that doesn't mean, like, this is NXT. Like, the War Raiders made their debut by destroying Heavy Machinery. Like, the War Raiders are heels. Like, they're That's monster true. heels. That's true, but every team after that, like, I guess so. It was, they did destroy um, Street Profits, too, didn't mm-hmm. they? I See, I just now got, like, back in NXT. So, yeah. So that's true. So maybe... It's weird, I think they're right? going to capitalize on War Raiders being in the picture. They're, like, they're not going to win, but they're going to put them up there yeah. pretty soon. Um, um, Adam Cole? What's he doing? Uh, Ricochet. Absolutely. There we go. Huh. Yeah, I guess so. Um, honestly, yeah. That is the problem. Is Like, Mustache Mountain, they, they are going to be the tag team in NXT UK, but there isn't really a face tag team because of what happened. Yeah, listen, they can just throw a couple so. people together. Like, I know, but as far as predictions go, it's yeah. Honestly, I think heavy machinery need more time would, in the spotlight. The problem, really the problem was it would it would eliminate two title matches. But I feel like it's a big enough deal just to get British Strong Style versus the Undisputed Era in a six man tag, like a six man street fight tag. That would like, be good. Have that and blow Adam, up. Adam Cole has no problem doing double duty. Yep. Well, no, I don't think he'd pull double duty. I just, that would be his match, and you just wouldn't. De- he just wouldn't defend the North American Championship. Mm, I um, think they do pretty soon, though. Yeah, because they didn't do it on the last takeover. Yeah. Um, and they didn't do it at. Um, no, they did. They did do it at NXT UK. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, they did. Women's. What are we looking at? We're looking at Dakota Kai. We're looking at Kyrie Sane. The the way they've been listing and stuff. There's either going to be like this huge four way right before, and it could go anywhere because yeah. they're currently they're co- currently high highlighting Dakota Kai, Kyrie Sane, Bianca Belair, and um. Uh, I know, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, Veronica, something like that. Uh, those four right now are the biggest, I think, concepts or, or competitors. I think Kyrie Weird. might be too early. Um, I think it should be Kyrie. Like, give it, it to fucking Kyrie. <laughs> you just like Kyrie. She's real good. I, I mean, I, I like her too, but dude, no. Oh no, Candice LeRae maybe because. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Baszler did one hell of a promo on last week's episode. Yeah. And she, she was like, maybe, maybe somebody needs to just not be a wrestler and stay home and take care of their husband. Yeah. And the whole. Yeah, the whole room just went. Oh. Uh, yeah, I could see it. I could see it like being so there being some big like ridiculous match. Like a yeah, because they're highlighting as many girls challenge. as they can yeah. right now. Just to show that right now in the NXT Women's Division, anyone is a threat because they're probably going to lose one or two after SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, getting called up. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, so we have we have very sufficiently gone long. So we're gonna yes. We're going to end it there. It was a good time. Hope everybody, hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, we are, you can find us online. Um, I am at NADavis47 on Twitter. Jesse? 
Yeah, our uh, official Twitter at this moment is um, Consumerism, uh, capital I-S-M, at Consumerism with a one yeah, uh, on Twitter. And that's the best way to find us right now. Uh, thank you yeah. so much for yeah, listening. Hit me up, uh, yeah, hit me up on Twitter. Hit us up. Uh, what's the email? Oh, yes. Um, we also have, because um, I, I messed up on that, actually. I okay, so we'll get the email next yeah, time. We'll do it. We'll get the email next time. Uh, it was right. fun. Hope you had a good time. We had a good time. We'll see you guys next week.